Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? <laughs> Thursday night, it's time to get driven. It's time for Totally Driven Radio. And it's also time to party hardy. That's right. Tonight we get to party hardy and our feet just won't touch that ground. You'll know what I'm talking about later on. You know what? Let let, let me even play what I'm talking about right now. Please. going to be a fun night, boys. I can't wait. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to come up later on. I'm going to uh, let's run down. All right. My name is Bay Ragney and along for the ride tonight, along for the ride always, and it, well, I wouldn't have it any other way. My two best friends, my two closest friends, 
the one, the only, Mr. Nick Mr. James Chinetti. What's going on there, boys? Hey, let me ask you a question. How many bottles of Aquanet died to make that song happen? Uh, What's up, man? A whole lot. (laughs) That was around 1984 or so. So there was a whole lot of Aquanet going on into that hair. Oh, hell yeah. Feathered, frosted hair. (laughs) Uh, They don't make it like that no more. They just don't. I don't know. I know at least one of us on the phone right now. I'm not going to say any names. Jimmy Gennetti still squeezes into spandex from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't say no. But uh, it's, it's getting harder and harder to squeeze into those spandex, too. That's because Wawa. <laughs> hmm? That's because Wawa's opening. And, and I, I, I need to give you, I need to give Janetti a heads up, like right now, um, a little plug for our good friend and one of our sponsors, Ontario Street Comics. I don't know if you guys have been following. Pirate has been doing these, um, uh, he's been doing auctions of stuff that he's just had like sitting around, and I guess he doesn't like. I, a lot of the stuff like I haven't seen on display in the store. Some of it I have, but um. And he's been making, uh, he's been doing great. I mean, he puts it up on uh, Facebook and does, uh, you know, he'll set a, a deadline for when it is, and you just bid in under the pictures. And uh, whoever's the bidder at the end, you know, wins. So uh, he just messaged me and told me he put up, and I'm looking at them right now, three Doctor Who prints, and they are. 31 years old, Janetti. Uh, I know what they are. I used to have those, I think. <laughs> One's this little thing, monster coming out of a Dalek. I don't think I was I'll have to look at it. Yeah, this other thing. I don't know what okay. the hell it is. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are kind of the prints that I had. Somebody needs to tag Moondog in that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so start your bidding. There you go. Oh, he's got a whole portfolio. Yeah. Wow. Dude, Five prints. Man, he's a crazy old bastard, but he, uh, man, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he does. He really does. I hope they do this uh, Unbreakable sequel, and I hope they use this store again, too, man. That would be freaking awesome. They really need to. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so tonight, tonight's show we got coming up in a few minutes. As always, calling in at 810, we got Kristen Burt calling in with this week's Hollywood Dirt Scoop, Gossip News, whatever you want to call it. There's a, there's some interesting tidbits going on out there. And uh, let's see. Coming up, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. That's when the party starts. The boys from Tees, not just one, not two, but all five will be calling in. Uh, our old friend Dave Weekly, who uh, he called in before with his uh, his other band, American Sugar Bitch, as well as uh, 
his, his uh, the bass player in American Sugar Bitch, who is guitarist in Tease, Rob Levy. So they'll be making their second appearance. And also a good friend is Trip Eisen, who uh, called in a couple weeks ago. Who um, I guess we broke the internet with that interview because that uh, had, had a great uh, great outcome and tons of uh, views and hits and numbers all across the spectrum. So uh, Trip McCombie, <laughs> as well as drummer Mike Natalini, who um, I, I don't know if he's still doing it, but in, in, in recent years, remember the the song Disco Inferno? Burn, yeah. burn, burn. Yeah, he was playing with them, the Tramps, for years. I don't know if he still is or not. We'll have to investigate and find out. And, uh, oh, wow. yeah, and lead singer, Luis Rivera. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I'll be fanboying right, him. Since, since you brought it up, I have to ask, have you been reading the uh, Blabbermouth comment? I refuse. Oh, I refuse. fucking brutal. They are. <laughs> like, within... Uh, I think within the 12-hour the mark, I saw it was, like, up to 300-and-something comments, <laughs> and I read, like, the first three or four, and I, I was like, I can't, I can't go no more. Like, oh, it, the fact that those people who type that stuff walk the same planet I do frightens the fucking shit out of me because these people <laughs> need serious psychiatric help. Really. <sighs> Crazy. So uh, and then coming up in the last hour, at ten o'clock, we have uh, my new my new Facebook friend, Miss uh, Margarita Monet from the band Edge of Paradise. Uh, they have a new EP called Alive. It actually gets officially released tomorrow. So uh, the video is out, debut single Alive is out. So you can check that out. Go on YouTube. But uh, Margarita will be calling in. We'll be talking with her about uh, Edge of Paradise and uh, her little uh, history of life and. Um, We'll be playing alive as well. So there you go. This is going to be a fun show. I got to say this. Something, too, that I have wanted to talk to you about, Nick. But I can't even get into it on the air, which really sucks. But <laughs> last weekend, with the, we had our first show last Friday night. Right. Uh, so I picked up uh, Crazy Rob Carlisle um, at the train station on 4 o'clock Friday. From the time he got in my car until I dropped him back off one o'clock the next day, like we we just talked the music business and promotions and marketing and uh, stories and all like non like I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning talking to him, and then I went to sleep for a couple hours, got up, and uh, we talked until I dropped him off to the thing. But it was I had such a freaking blast with the dude. But he told me so much dirt on Guns N' Roses. Like, it was unbelievable. Unfucking believable <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I, I just kept begging him. I'm like, dude, can we please, like, just go live right now and do a show? Like, or let me set up uh, my phone or a camera or something. Like, we need to record this shit. He's like, oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Craziness. Absolute craziness, dude! I, 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 I oh man, you, you would have just rolled the whole time. It would have just rolled. <laughs> That's the whole, the whole entertainment It's just insanity. It really is. So, but until then, we have some uh, some more fun stuff to talk about. Let's welcome to the show. 
the one, the only, our good friend, Miss Kristen Burke. Hello, Kristen. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Busy, though, but always good. Good, busy, and you're already starting to pimp out them envelopes, I saw. Yes, I just announced the official envelope game. I figured today was a good day to do it because we could always talk about it here. Absolutely. And you changed it up this time around. I did because spring season, it's only top three. It's not top four. So I was like, we need to add like a fun category here. What can we do? And so I decided to add the Hey Now category, which really is um, the person that surprises you the most. Not the person that's going to be in the finals. Not the person that you know is going to be great and going to win. But that person you think, oh, they're going to be out by like week two. And then they totally surprise you. And they make it to week five, six, seven, eight, that type of person. Like when Tommy Chong made it. That was awesome. Right. I, I love that idea. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of fun. And, you know, what I like about this envelope game is it's like it's so hard to predict because sometimes people get injured and have to drop out. People have gotten sick before. We've seen weird things happen, and you think, oh, my gosh, they should have been in the, the top three or top four. So I think what I like about it is we're just doing it off of, like, preconceived notions. Because you start realizing that by the end of the season going, well, I didn't think Tommy Chong would last that long because he's older, you know. He was 76 when he was on the show. So it kind of makes you learn to sort of break down stereotypes. Yeah. Even though every season you wind up doing it, you fall back into those same habits. So at the end of the season, you're like, oh, well, I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so amazing to me. Like when you just said that, like I, I had to like, shake my head for a second that he's 76 years old. That just really made me feel old. Yeah, he's probably about 78 now because I think that was two years ago that he was on. Really right. incredible, right? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, and he's, you know, he's battled cancer several times. Um, I believe he's okay right now, but he went through a second battle after appearing on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so... Yeah, he, and he is just one of those people. It's like, it's, he's really amazing to me. He's got, he's one of those people that has nine lives within their lives. He's like a cat. <laughs> he does really well. That's awesome. <laughs> May, I know you, uh, you, you love reading books, and I know you like the audio books, too, but his, uh, you should get his book, The Eye Chong. It's, uh, it covers the time he was in jail and stuff like that. It's actually a, a really amazing read. I bet it is. He's very intelligent. I think people think because he was part of Cheech and Chong that uh, there's no intelligence there. <laughs> but he's extremely intelligent. He's a great dancer. He's someone that studies like salsa dancing outside of Dancing with the Stars even before he came in on the show. So uh, to me, he's a very well-rounded, intriguing person. So I imagine the book is the same way. I gotta, yeah, I gotta check that out, and I—that's um, kind of surprising. I didn't realize that, uh, you know, like he was, uh, I guess you could say, an avid dancer going into that. He was now, and you sit there, but again, you dismiss it because you're like he's 76. But if you really thought about it, he—if he since he was studying the Latin dances, he already had the hip action, and for men, the hip action is one of the hardest things to do. It feels disconnected to your body when you normally right. try it but he was someone that had already gone through the lessons and kind of had a, had a feel for the movement. So he was already a step ahead of a lot of the contestants. Mm, that was the secret to his success. Absolutely. 
All in the hips. <laughs> so, uh, what, uh, there's so many stories going around. So, uh, feel free. Hit us with what you got. Okay. This, this one's been hitting the L.A. circles pretty heavy, and I don't know how far it resonates across the country. But the Richard Simmons story just won't go away. And I feel like we talked about this maybe a year ago when there was yeah. kind of an expose of, like, where is he? Well, his um, former assistant, um, the one that had spoken in the interview we had talked about about a year ago, is now doing a podcast called Missing Richard Simmons um, because he still believes that he's being held against his will by his housekeeper, Teresa. And um, LAPD has done numerous wellness checks. In fact, they just did People Magazine exclusively today and said, we have done so many wellness checks. He is not being held against his will. He is in good health. He has been welcoming every time we step by his house. Um, so I think what it is is that there's bad blood somewhere between the housekeeper, Richard Simmons, and the former assistant, um, and that he's being kept away, not that other people are being kept away. But, you know, Richard's just like, I was out there for 40 years doing things for other people. I've retired. I'm just doing something for myself and just living a quiet life. You know, I've been completely fascinated with this whole thing, and I was reading this uh, earlier on TMZ, and um, mm-hmm. it's just a whole weird thing. It's just really weird, and it, the fact that somebody is, uh, you know, his old assistant or whoever he is is doing a podcast just featured on <laughs> Richard Simmons is just amazing. And it's, it's doing really well. It's gone viral, and people are fascinated by it. I mean, I have been at so many events lately, and people are like, are you listening to the Missing Richard Simmons podcast? Because it seems like this great mystery. And, the, and I think there's other theories out there that, like, Richard Simmons is transitioning, that he's becoming a transgender woman, um, and that's why he's hiding from the public. So there's all these, like, weird conspiracy theories going on, and it's really kind of fascinating. And I, I'm wondering, though, are the conspiracy theories greater than the actual story? It sounds like it. Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, I think um, to me, Richard Simmons was always a very sensitive person. You know, he felt all of the stories of people that he dealt with. And I think, you know, 40 years of maybe taking that on at a certain point, you kind of reach a breaking point where you're just like, I do have to do something for myself. I've been, you know, carrying the burden of everyone's weight loss stories or being overweight and what that feels like. Because there's so much tied up with that psychologically. I do kind of think that he was just like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I've done what I was supposed to, and, and, and I'm off. And, and, you know, he sold his Richard Slimmons studio, which was famous, especially at the height of his fame. But you could go every week and take class, and he would teach, and, you know, he'd be in his boa and his glitter shorts. Um, and interestingly enough, that was bought by Kim Johnson-Herjavec, who is a pro on Dancing with the Stars. She's also married to Robert Herjavec from uh, Shark Tank. She's opening hmm. a dance studio there, and that is opening at the end of March. So the legacy continues on um, in a different way, but um, I love that it will still have life in there because it really is a wonderful studio and has awesome, like, 70s and 80s history to it, the whole now, you know, exercise craze. It, it's funny because um, once he, he started going into seclusion, um, I mean, that was still open because I remember reading in the stories early on how – a lot of his um, uh, clients, you know, they, they were, they're still showing up like every day waiting to see him. And he just went MIA and for the longest time. People were still showing up. 
Yeah, and that's what makes me wonder, did he have some sort of, I don't want to say necessarily like psychological breakdown, but where you just kind of reach a breaking point and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and he just did it in an odd way, to, you know, in a way that all of us are like, wait, where'd you go, huh? Um, right. But I think he just kind of like peaced out. He didn't want the fanfare. He didn't want, you know, the year-long goodbye tour or anything else like that. I don't think he could handle it. I think he was just like, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> well, plus, to, I mean, I think he's, was he 68 now? I mean, he, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to retire and, like, be in peace. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and maybe we think we sh- we all wanted to wish him well and him, you know, to do like all of the, you know, farewell tours and the late night shows and the daytime talk shows, but maybe he just didn't have it in him. I, you right. know, and I know that a lot of other people spoke in that article in the interview originally that, that came out about a year ago, um, you know, saying that they were trying to reach him, but, you know, maybe he just wants his circle of friends that's really tight around him and that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. So strange. So strange. <laughs> but I'm kind of fascinated by the story. So, um, But People Magazine just put the story up to LAPD. It was like, we just did another wellness check. He is fine. Because we keep getting phone calls of, like, he's in danger. He's not in danger. <laughs> I-, I wish they would say, like, did he gain weight? Because that was a rumor, too, that, like, he gained weight and he was just embarrassed. And mm-hmm. You know, there's been, like, one random photo and he looked okay. He looked maybe tired, but he didn't look like he was majorly overweight. Um, but again, he's 68, so if he gained like a few pounds, you kind of get it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, all right, I had that story down. Let's see uh, what else you got. Let me see if I have any of your other stories. All right. This one is a little bit more like gossipy than normally we talk about, but um, this one I just thought was really interesting. It came out in the news today. It's been kind of circulating around Jennifer Lopez dating A Rod. What do you think about that? I I had this one down. Um, you did. <laughs> yes, I, I, that's like mega couple uniting you know what i mean like that that could be like the yeah. mega couple of the year i i think it'll be a complete disaster but yes. for the five minutes that it's going to last i mean that you yes. can't get two bigger names in the world of sports and entertainment well and i think too um you know both of them are very big stars in their respective worlds he's got a massive ego like she's a little bit more down to earth than he is i think she lives a high maintenance lifestyle I don't think she's as high maintenance as she's made out to be, though. Um, but she's got a massive ego, and she always chooses men that do have these really, really big egos. And she kind of takes um, a more submissive role to these men. So I was like, he falls right into her type. Um, and he chooses women. I mean, he's dated Madonna, and he's dated Kate Hudson. He likes to date high-profile women. So, again, this fits into his type. But we all know how this ends. <laughs> we can already tell them, you guys. <laughs> It's not going to work. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. That's funny. I know. Yeah, but at the very least, it's going to be fun to say J-Rod for a while. J-Rod, J-Rod exactly. Or, or A-Lo. A-Lo? A-Lo. <laughs> A-Lo. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Did you guys... Um, 
did you guys see uh, the debut of her show, uh, second season came back the other night? Uh, Shades of Blue? Shades of Blue. No. They're already talking season three. Uh, hot. That show is so freaking good. Last season was off the hook, and they kicked it right off. Like <laughs> They didn't skip a beat. It's going to be an insanity last season. Well, and I tell you, NBC is thrilled that they have her kind of in the fold. Because remember, she's doing Shades of Blue. They're already talking season three. She has World of Dance coming up where she's the judge. Um, in addition to that, she's doing Bye Bye Birdie, their live musical, next, you know, the end of this year. And on top of that, NBC is talking about reviving American Idol, and I think they want her to judge as well. I mean, they are just trying to keep her on the network because she is gold. Everything yeah. that she touches at that network has done extremely well. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, she—I mean, she's gold. She really is. She is, you know. And, and I, the nice thing about J Lo is that men like her and women like her. She is someone that women aspire to be. Men are like, she's hot. <laughs> it works both ways. But she's also backing it up with the work. She's doing good work on Shades of Blue. She's producing, so she's doing work behind the scenes. She's encouraging young talent. Um, she still goes back to her musical and dance roots by doing something like Bye Bye Birdie. Like, she's checking off all of those boxes that NBC wants. And she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And she's making a lot of money doing it. <laughs> right. Right. And it, it, it's amazing, like, how hard she does work. I mean, you got to give her, you know, you have to give her all the credit in the world. You truly do. Correct. It did not come easily for her by any means. You have to remember that this is a girl from the Bronx. Um, you know, she came from a working class family. Everything that she's done, she has earned. You can't sit there and say it was handed to her on a silver platter or anything else like that. Um, you know, her big break, and, and it probably should have been what it was, was being the fly girl on In Living Color. Like, it probably should have just kind of stayed there. She might have done a few commercials. She might have done some other dance jobs. And then she'd go off and open her own studio and go back to the Bronx. But right. because of the hard work she's put in, you know, she's become a megastar. It's amazing. I'll tell you what, too. And I was actually thinking about this, um, I think, the other night as, we were, as I was watching the show. Um, I, I, would, I would love to be able to interview her. But I'd want to ask her, the, the first question I'd ask her is, do you think her career, if she would be where she is now if she did the Selena, if she didn't do the Selena movie? No. Selena cemented her as a superstar. And if you go back and watch that movie, which I did probably about three or four months ago, she's amazing. That movie holds up. The story is so compelling. Selena yeah. herself was amazing. Um, but I, J-Lo was Selena. Do you know what I mean? It's not one of those things totally. that you Selena. It's not one of those you go, oh, you know, it's sort of close to, but she lived and breathed it the whole time. And if you go back and read old interviews, Selena's family was like, we would walk on set and sometimes I would feel like my daughter was back to life. Sure. Because she looked enough like her and everything oh else. God, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was almost shocking for the family because, you know, they lost her in such a shocking manner. Um, but they felt like J-Lo breathed life back into her. It's really kind of an incredible story about how it all played out. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Now, how about um, there's rumors floating around uh, one of J Lo's exes, uh, Mr. Ben Affleck, 
He, uh, him and Jennifer Garner, are they back together? Are they not back together? I'm hearing flips of the coin here. Yeah, we, I know we do. We have, kind of have um, War of the Tabloids. You have People Magazine saying that the divorce is off, and then you have Us Magazine saying, oh, no, it's not off. It's, you know, it's definitely on the table. Um, you know, I keep hearing that Ben is keeping a very low profile. Um, remember, we've seen him back away from the Batman movies and, and, and directing and things like that and saying maybe I won't even do the film. Um, I'm also hearing that he's dealing with personal issues again. That's unconfirmed, but, um, you know, just sort of dealing with some of his demons that he's battled with the past and alcohol and things like that. Um, and that she's just kind of supporting him through it. Um, we don't know where that's going to wind up. And I think maybe that maybe Jennifer is just taking the pressure off with the divorce and just saying, let's keep the family unit intact. You get yourself straight away and we'll figure out the marriage after. Right. I have a feeling that it, she's at least rational in that she's like, if I tip the apple cart anymore, it may just, you know, make things more stressful. And, you know, they have three kids and the, the kids are old enough now to, you know, go to the grocery store and read the headlines on People Magazine as to what's happening in their parents' relationship. That's got to be so, so traumatic for a child, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I would take my kids to the grocery store. I think it would probably get to a point, you know, I don't know how you avoid it, too, because, you know, parents talk, and then the kids overhear it, and then they go and tell the athletic kids, you know, on the playground, well, this is what I heard. You know that happens. I mean, and I think their oldest is probably, Violet is probably, you know, at least on social media, she's probably on, like, Instagram or something. So it's not easy. Not at all. Not at Mm-mm. all. Now, how about – now, this is something that I really wanted to bring up and see if – I'm dying to see if Nick saw this video. Uh, Faison Love beating up that guy in the airport. <laughs> No, I didn't see. You know what? I've been really busy the last couple of days, and I'm kind of out of the loop, but no. Oh, my God, dude. Like, you need to – if you're in front of your computer, you need to do it, like, right <laughs> now. Because he beat this guy up like a freaking rag doll. He was throwing him around the airport. It's hysterical. Really? Like, like I thought he was going to kill him. Like, he went after yeah. him like with the intention to kill. Oh, wow. It's scary, though. <laughs> it's scary, dude. It is scary. He took this guy, and I mean, you would have thought he was throwing like a stuffed animal. Now, what was the purpose behind it? I mean, was was there an instigation? Now it was was uh, probably the guy didn't recognize him without the wig on. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, the guy uh, he was. uh, What was he? He was a. He was. I guess like a cart jockey or something. I don't know, like uh, somebody carries your bags or something like that. Um, right. They got into words, and the, supposedly the guy spit in Faison's face. And Faison oh, went man. nuts. Yeah. It was one of the sky caps that you used. Did you see that? Yeah. You did see it? Yeah, I saw it earlier. It's like the perfect material for TMZ, isn't it not? It's like it shows up and you're like, oh, totally a TMZ story. The scary part is it has dominated TMZ. I mean, it's like every other story was about that. Yeah, it's true. 
it's been the kind of a running story, which means that TMZ definitely has the in with this. Um, they're getting multiple sources. They're getting the video. People are feeding them, and then they're feeding. They're lining people's pockets yep. <laughs> for giving yep. them the story. So that's why it's never ending. Wow, that's crazy, 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 crazy. Indeed. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I guess we go on to the totally driven person of the week. Oh my gosh. Mine's so irreverent, but I saw this video, and I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It just started to go viral in the last couple of days, but it made me laugh because I was like, this kid is such a hero for doing this. So at this um, news outlet in Mississippi, um, a kid came into work with his dad, and instead of staying in the green room, and his dad, like a legal expert, um, instead of staying in the green room where he was supposed to, good, how are you? I'm on a walk. <laughs> um, he, the kid rushed on the set. And um, the meteorologist was doing the weather report, and the kid just, like, ripped a big fart. And he's like, there's a fart storm, toot, 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 and started interrupting the meteorologist live on the air. And I, I mean, the kid was probably, like, eight years old. And then all of a sudden you see his father rush out and set and, like, grab him and, like, (laughs) haul him out of the the studio. And you just know that kid got a a whooping when he got out in the car. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) funny. I didn't see that. Yeah, Us Magazine has the video. It's up on Facebook. It's kind of circulating. So, um, But the, the station was in Mississippi, so if you see it, it's hilarious. And the meteorologist is just like, I don't know, just like, I lost control. <laughs> the eight-year-old in front of the set. So he's my hero of the week because I'm like, you'd never see that in a major city um, happen. And I was like, ah, you know, boys, farts are funny when you're eight. <laughs> wow. All right, I, I'm I'm am scared to say mine. Like, uh, <laughs> I I can actually do like a double tie for mine, um, because there's actually two different people who have done the the same thing, and I have to give them credit. Um, <laughs> can't believe I'm going to say this, Mama June, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, what's what's that girl's from Precious? Uh, uh, how, how do you say her name? I just saw it three times on TV before we went live. Uh, Gabby, Gabby, Sibiday, or what the hell was her name? Uh, Gab- Gabby Sibiday. Yeah, Sibiday. Yeah. From um, yeah. Precious. There you go. Yeah, both of them have gone through um, weight loss surgery, and uh, you know they're doing, you know, they're doing the thing. They're losing weight. They look good. They look much better, much healthier, and uh, more power to them. I love it. <laughs> they look good, too. They both look great, actually. So. Yeah. Scary. All right. Uh, Janetti. Hey. I don't really have one this week, although I, I would probably go, uh, if I had to pick somebody with, uh, I'm going to go with, Kristen's pick just just for giggles because that's friggin' hilarious. But anyway, awesome. either way, if I was going to pick originally, it was going to go with the Walking Dead fans, and I say the Walking Dead fans themselves because out of all the crap that has gone through that show, zombies being killed, people getting their eyes popped out, all this great stuff, 
These people were so pissed off Sunday night about a fake CGI deer that was in the show. So much so that they're still tweeting about it today. <laughs> so, <laughs> good on the fans of The Walking Dead. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Crazy <laughs> That's funny. Okay, Nick. All right, man. Well, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but tomorrow is sort of like it's a sacred holiday in my house. And uh, my pick is actually sort of a fictional character, but um, her name is Buffy Summers. And it's been uh, 20 okay. years since the debut of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, and I just want to say that John O'Connor, who wrote for the New York Times back then, said that Buffy drifts reluctantly from one spooky adventure to another, and nobody's likely to take this oddball exercise seriously. Okay. I just want to point out that 20 years later, it has become a phenomenon. You know what I'm mean? like? They teach Buffy classes in college. And, hey, uh, <laughs> it's like the science of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like an elective. That's a great really? female empowerment story, too. Kind of it perfect really for is. International Women's Day, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, you had this you had this young actress who had just come off, like, a daytime Emmy wins, and the movie was so bad. <laughs> and, it, like, 20 years later, man, it's still just a culture. They're talking about rebooting it. There's, you know, conventions still every year. Um, al- almost everybody went on to be hugely successful. I mean, Buffy... Buffy deserves some credit. That's all I'm saying. And they they still print a comic book series. Yes, a continuation of the TV show. Yeah, where the seasons of the TV show should have been. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. I think they're up to season 11 or something. I don't know what the hell they're up to, to be honest. Hmm. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it, it seems like uh, uh, Kristen wins twice in a row. Because <laughs> <laughs> they come in with a yeah. fart story. <laughs> the farting kid outweighs Buffy and... Uh, you guys have to see it. <laughs> and, and Mama June. That is too funny. Fart story gets it every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> In fact, oh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to watch this right about now. <laughs> so uh, what do you have coming up this week, Eric, Kristen? Uh, looking forward to the press screening this weekend of Beauty and the Beast. So I'll be headed to the El Capitan Theater, which Disney owns in Hollywood, and um, checking that out. I interviewed the choreographer for um, the film as well. So I've got an article coming out tomorrow about that, but you know, he's, he's a choreographer that's done Broadway in the West end. And, um, it's just kind of amazing because he didn't really think that he had to choreograph not only for people, but for like objects. He's like, Oh yeah. Like when be our guest, like knives and forks and like candelabras dance. Uh, <laughs> so he forgot like all that didn't really realize that like, Hey, now there's a lot of, technology that's coming into play with the job so he he kind of had to learn technology 
as dancer and choreographer um, while he was working. It was really kind of fascinating. Hmm. Interesting. No, uh, no, I mean, any more award shows coming up or is this now the um, slow time? If, uh, if you have a youngster at home, Kids' Choice Awards are on Saturday. Um, I opted to do the Beauty and the Beast screening over um, Kids' Choice Awards, but um, I have a couple colleagues that will be hanging out there, so I'm sure you'll have a, some of you may have some people that are interested in that. Um, but I think the next big award show is Daytime Emmys, and that is happening April 30th, and I will be there for that. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's always a good one. It's always interesting. Like some years it's like an amazing show. And then other years you're like, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. But it's, it's actually in Pasadena this year at a beautiful auditorium. So I'm expecting a spectacular show this year. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, always a fun time with Kristen. We'll, um, we'll be catching up next week with more stories. And hopefully we've got, we had some fun stories this week. Hopefully, we got more fun stories for next week. I hope so. I, you know, I just said, and I hate to jinx it, but I was like, it's been very slow and quiet on the entertainment front. Uh, I tweeted this out today, and I was like, it's never a good sign because it usually means something big happens, someone big passes away, or some big scandal breaks, and it always breaks Friday at five o'clock as you're wrapping up. So we'll see what happens. Oh yeah. Interesting. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Absolutely. All righty. Well, have a good week, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Have fun. All right. We'll talk to you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. There she goes. Kristen Burt on her walk. Now, imagine if if one of us were doing that, like on a walk and calling into the show to, uh, to, to be on the show, like how out of breath we would be as we were walking. Oh, yeah, you sound like Tony Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> just, it just wouldn't happen. No, no. I was wondering what she was doing, because I knew she was outside. <laughs> Too funny. But anyway, make sure you follow her, like her, love her, check her out on social media. She's on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. It's Kristen Burt, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. It's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. Yeah, you, you got to see that phase on love, love video, Nick. Seriously. That's funny. I'll have to check it out, yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I saw it, uh, I guess, uh, two nights ago. Maybe even, maybe even it was last night. I don't know, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now here's the. Remember last week we were, I was asking you guys about that cash me on the outside girl. Yes. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> so my buddy Anthony, who uh, Janetti has met, um, played in Dead Gerber Babies with for many years. I've been friends with him since I was five years old. Um, he's now a tattoo artist, body piercer. So we were going to go up to his uh, the shop where he's at last night to uh, just wanted to get um, one of her ears pierced up high or whatever the hell it is. So um, I shot him a text saying, hey, are you working? So we were going to swing by later on. 
He's like, yeah, I'll be here. I'm working. I'm like, all right, we'll be up about six. And you know what his response was? What? Hmm? Cash me on the outside. How about that? <laughs> I, dude, I just uh. looked at my phone like, what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you ask him? That chick's, that's why she's getting $40,000 to appear. Uh, did you ask I him what was wrong with him? I did no. ask him. I, I answered him and oh. said, I, I can't even respond to this. But uh, when yeah. we went up to the shop last night, I said to him, I'm like, dude, what the fuck was it with the cash me on the outside? How about that? And he just busted up. He's like, I love that girl. He goes, that's the funniest thing ever. And I text it to everybody just to flip them the fuck out. And they don't know what to say. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's uh, <laughs> hysterical. Mm-mm. So what do you guys got going on? This is Nothing. it, brother. <laughs> uh, on Thursdays, yeah. we have the show, so that you know that's a huge bulk of my time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Genetic. I got nothing. Any shows? Anything? I uh, actually, I talked with uh, Frank today. I found out who uh, who you'll be wrestling on April first. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, I, he... knew, I knew. Yeah, I knew. Oh, you know. Yeah. I, and I, I assume think. that's going to change again then, right? Why? Didn't it change last time? Because I remember putting together a flyer that had a totally <laughs> different opponent for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it might it might change. Who knows? I don't know. I, but I doubt it on this one. Uh, I don't I don't think Cannon will be as Bad a shape as me, Mark. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And how about that? Have you had any shows down there lately? Or? Huh? Yeah, actually, we got this weekend we are doing uh, most, more, of the, more of the student shows, but uh, there's a fair all three days this weekend coming up. Uh, it's called Our Town Fair. Coral Springs. So we'll be there all weekend. The ring will be set up, and I guess most of the students will be doing matches. So That's cool. I may get dragged into one of them. I, uh, you know, you never know. One of these kids will mouth off, <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. So, the one of the kids is going to tell you to cash him outside the ring. Uh, and, I, and I'll cash him <laughs> inside, outside, every side. Now, how how long before you see uh, somebody doing that gimmick in the ring? Oh, I uh, I'm sure they are. Somebody's doing it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they already are. I'm sure they're 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 sitting there, you know, with their here. You can cash me out. Oh my god! <laughs> it seems, you know what? It seems that, that to me that that stupid gets repeated over and over again, but the smart, intelligent shit just doesn't get. You know what I mean? It doesn't get tracked. Right. Stupid shit seems to sell, no matter what it is. Whether people are angry at it or, or they like it, it just seems to sell. Yep. So. Things that are wrong with our civilization. <laughs> this is why we're going to blow up. Now, how about you, Nick? Anything uh, going on uh, out there? 
Anything in Arizona? Well, you know what? There was, there, I, I mean, there's not a whole lot. I don't do a whole lot outside of the house anymore, but um, <laughs> I do want to tell you out. about this cool website that I found. Yes. Oh, I can tell you about that. It's going to be 90 on Monday. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It, I can't even compete with that. It, it may go up to like in the eighties here, so I can't. You know, ninety sucks. I can't compete with that. It was seventy oh. degrees here today. Yeah. Tomorrow morning we're supposed to have snow. <laughs> no wonder people are getting sick. I'm telling you, it's sad. Oh man. So, okay, I wanted to tell you guys about two things that I discovered regarding eBay this week. Oh, cool. The first one is I have a link to a website that categorizes all the auctions as they're ending. So you can just go on and look at whatever's ending in the next couple minutes and bid on stuff that has no bids and get it for dirt cheap. Like, uh, I'm t- I'll have to send you guys the link, but it's awesome. <laughs> so that's like a, a, a sleeper's heaven. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hmm. And then the other thing is I wanted to tell you, okay, it's not – it didn't make me millions of dollars. But I, I wanted to tell you guys, yesterday I bid on a uh, – a dollar, you know, a silver dollar. Okay. And I paid, uh, uh, what did I pay, 25 cents for it or 24 cents in the end. Like, that's just, even if I use that at the store, that's all profit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's I didn't have to do anything to make money off of that. Like, <laughs> uh, so don't, uh, don't underestimate coins, you know what I mean? Like, I paid uh, three cents for this silver, like an actual silver dime. All kinds of stuff, man. It's it's a little bit of a profit, but it's still a profit. I, I, and it's like, uh, like that one's a three hundred percent profit. <laughs> wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. How much are they? How much are they charging to ship it to you? I only buy things that shipping is included. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So this guy really got stuck. He sold ten yeah. cents for three, and he still had to pay the the fucking seven or whatever change it was for the envelope and the uh, and the post. <laughs> and, and I got one in the mail already today. I mean, well, there you go. Yeah, I got a uh, uh, John F. Kennedy nineteen eighty John F. Kennedy fifty cent piece. It was like seventeen cents. I got it for. <laughs> So he sold me 50 cents for 17 cents. You know what I mean? Like, there hasn't been a purchase that bad since, like, the island of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, we had, um, I was telling Nick this the other day. I had a, a customer come in um, <laughs> who, uh, came in the other day, looked at a car, bought a car, and when he walked in, he, uh, you know, I got a bunch of, like, toys in my office. I got, like, I got the little tiny action figures, um, 
up on a shelf. I got I got a Tonka, old Tonka Jeep or Blazer type uh, thing on my desk. I got uh, die cast cars in my window. I got freaking toys all over my office. Anyway, he he sees that and he's just like his eyes lit up. He's like, "Oh, dude, we're going to get along." And he starts talking to me about this stuff. Anyway, he turns around and tells me he goes, "Yeah, he goes, yeah, he goes. Uh, you know, I started collecting die cast cars and." Uh, you know, like old Hot Wheels and Matchbox and stuff like that back 20 years ago. He's like, um, I was going to college to become a lawyer. I was going to law school. And he said they would not allow you to work. So he he needed a way to, to make money, and he started – he was always like you know, Hot Wheels and stuff like that. So he started um, <laughs> investing money in Hot Wheels. And buying and flipping them on eBay, and he ended up putting himself through college by doing that. I'm like, dude, that's like pretty crazy. That's wild. It sounds good. Then he was showing me like his personal collection of stuff that he's collected over the years, and all these like old die cash from the 50s and 60s. And um, so I said to him, I said, well, what are you doing now? Are you a lawyer? He's like, no, I manage the Schuylkill River Trail down in Center City, and I sell die cash toys on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, dude. I'm telling you, people that were smart enough to get in on eBay, like on the ground floor. I mean, they've made some real money. Like in the early days, there were no rules. You know what I mean? Like people would just write, like, "I'll sell you my soul," and people would bid on it. I used to well, yeah, a lot of there was there was um, the one I always see. That I liked the most over the years was there was a there was an auction and it was for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Swear to God, it said this auction is for absolutely nothing. Free shipping. It started out as a dollar, and one person bid. That is so funny. Yeah, that's a hundred percent profit. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Now, can you can you now? Did the guy pay? I don't know. Uh, I never I never went that far, but you know, even if he if he did pay, then hey, there you go. But I mean, they would sell buffalo scrotums as handbags, right? On, you know, I mean, it's it's the weirdest shit man sells. It's dumbest shit. Too. Really is. No, back in like 2002 for Christmas, I got like called into the post office because I had a box that was being held because it was coming in from like Hong Kong, and it was like a box of jewels that I paid like $27 for. It was just gems, like you know, just semi-precious stones in a box, and they were suspicious because it was crazy as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. you, I mean, eBay was like the Wild West back then. It was. Yeah. Um, I made so much money on eBay back then. I was making more money on eBay than I was at my regular job. <laughs> and Dude, uh, we were, uh, were you doing the tapes? Yeah. Man, yeah, I know I like three them. people that made just so much money off of bootleg wrestling tapes. I had between the bootleg wrestling tapes and the concerts. Dude, I, I had six VCRs in my basement going. 
at all times. Damn. The, the, uh, we made a lot of money from the pawn shop on eBay doing selling porno tapes, selling porno videos. <laughs> Seriously. Because they didn't oh, have the rules awesome. back then of now, if you try to sell porn on eBay now, you have to put it in a special section. Um, yeah. to view to view the auctions, people have to have a credit card on file with eBay to, to be able to even view the auction. Uh, it's a terrible thing, you know, because wow. uh, we used to make good money on videotapes. There was one videotape, and I forget what the title was now, but there was one videotape that sold for $77. Oh, wow. Now, most of the time, the tapes we were selling, they were selling for maybe $10, $15 a piece at the time. And this was back 2001, 2002, like you said. Uh, but whatever reason, that one videotape sold for $77. And my boss was flabbergasted. He was like, find out what the hell that tape was and get more of them. Yeah, right? <laughs> I sold uh, – I used to have this one uh, Randy Rhodes. It was uh, Randy Rhodes footage. It was like all rare Randy Rhodes footage. And uh, I sold it one time for 100 bucks. that went for on eBay. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, holy shit. Like, wow. It was crazy. Now, did you make, like, multiple copies of everything that you sold? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I even had, I put I did, like, one of them little do-it-yourself websites that they used to have back then through, was it Angel Fire? Is that what it was Angel called? Angel Fire, yeah. <laughs> it was either Angel Fire or GeoCities. Right. That site's still going. But anyway, um, and I had, like, my, my list up there, and I had met people in freaking country where I was trading with. And, it, dude, it was like Christmas in my house every day. Like, I was getting packages of, of videos every freaking day. Oh, that's crazy. Actually, it, people still buy the strangest shit even today. Today, I sold a Franmar, F-A-R-N-M-A-R, uh, AC adapter. Just that, just that for $10. Seriously. <laughs> and I don't know where the damn thing was from. It was in a box of crap. Um, and it was even weirder. Here, I got one even weirder for you. Uh, the other day, my neighbor, uh, I don't know if you guys know about this Chewy thing, uh, monthly deal from one of the companies. Uh, it's kind of like for dogs. They send you a bunch of treats, different foods, uh, oh, toys. No, I don't all know about that. It's, it's kind of like Loot Crate. That you, you pay like $20 a month or whatever, $15 a month, and they send you out a box of stuff, treats, food, whatever the case um, but yeah, so they have these nice boxes. They're nice, good shipping boxes. And my neighbor next door gets them. So I saw that he was throwing away this box. Asked him if I could have it. Said, sure. Took the box. Inside the box was a power plug, like an AC adapter for uh, Black and Decker. Something. He said, No, I was throwing it away. I said, All right. I took that and I sold that for eleven ninety nine free shipping. Two days ago. Oh wow! 
it's like I said, man, the weirdest stuff will set. That's crazy. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break. I think uh, I think the guys won't hold. I'm gonna double check. Uh, we'll be back in three minutes, and uh, we're gonna have teas, roughhouse with this. I don't know what you call them. They're teas. They're roughhouse. They're freaking amazing, is what they are. So there you go. So uh, yeah, everybody, stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. All right, welcome back to Ninja Radio. And uh, let's see. All right, we got, we got three of the guys I definitely have lined up. 
Uh, number four just called back in. We'll have to find out who that is. And uh, we'll be waiting for number five. But uh, are you guys ready for this party? Because this is going to be fun. This is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. So you guys ready? Sure. Uh, as well. <laughs> Such enthusiasm. Come on, guys. Wake up. Wake up. I know these hey, guys you're, are waking up. Hell oh, yeah, dude. Hey, hey, you're enthusiastic enough for both, for all of us. So, okay. there you go. All right. Well, let's, uh, let me uh, go down the list here. Uh, first, we got King Dave Weekly, who's uh, relaxing by the fire, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're ready, man. We've been uh, working hard. I'm here. We've been working go. real hard, and we want to, uh, you know, we've, we, I've said this before. We pride ourselves on, uh, you know, writing good music and playing it well, but we also pride ourselves on our live performance because we believe that uh, you can go hear a band live and watch them, just watch them stand there. You might as well just get a six pack and put on the headphones, you know, and stay home. So we like to, we like to give them what they pay for. There you go. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's welcome next up. We got Mr. Our good friend from two weeks ago, returning Mr. Trip Eisen Rex. What's going on, buddy? Yo, man. How's it going? Good. Good. Good to be good. here. We're looking forward to the show two days from now. I can't wait. I am super psyched. All right, let's welcome uh, the third guest, making his debut, the first time on the show, drummer extraordinaire, which uh, we were talking about you earlier, and we need to know, Mr. Michael Natalini, are you still playing in the trance? Do you still have Disco Inferno, Burn Baby Burn? 22 years and still going strong, my friend. Absolutely, man. Love Holy it, love it. It's, it's such a great time. Long? Yeah, 22, this is my 22nd year with them, with the original Holy group. That's he started when he was three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. But yeah, but yeah, dude, we are so psyched for this show. You know, we've been putting in our time, man, and things are coming together really, really nice. Uh, it's going to be fun. I cannot wait. All right, let's go to line four. I don't know who this one is. Now, who do we have here on line four? Is this, uh, is this Rob, Louie? Who we got? Hey, it's Rob. It's Rob. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got you now. All right. Rob, dude. All right. What's okay. up? How's it going? Very good. Very good. So we got four out of five. Maybe number five will pop in. But um yeah, so the big show, like this uh this Saturday night. You guys are doing a, a ninety minute set. Are are he's uh ready for that? Uh, who who's gonna answer? Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, yeah, we're ready. Absolutely. Just like riding the bike. Go ahead. Yeah, we're ready. Um, we're ready. We uh, we played about a forty-minute set in September, and um, you know, we didn't want to stop. You know, it was like, wow, this is this is like, uh, you know, it's what we were meant to do. You know, just um, we we fit. We we got the right chemistry. We got the, you know, we got we got a lot of energy. So uh, we we went back in the dressing room. We we're like exhausted, but. You know that's the way it always is. We're we're ready to keep going, and um, we're ready to give a, a full blown uh, a full blown tea show out nice. there on Saturday. I, I, I'll tell you guys what, man. Like uh, at that show in September, um, 
from the opening? Uh, October. The, October. 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 Yeah. September. In the fall. <laughs> <laughs> 2016. Um, I, I mean, I felt like that, that 17, uh, 16, 17, 18-year-old kid on a Sunday night at the Empire all over again. Like, all my gray hairs to be in brown. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Remember those days, those good Empire days, you know. But, yeah, I mean, and and that was so much fun for us to get back together. You know, jump on stage. And like Dave said, do what we love. And, you know, we love the people that love what we're doing. You know, it was so cool to see so many um, so many people out there, you know, that were happy to see us back together. So definitely looking forward to this show Saturday night. Yeah, I think the thing about it, a lot, a lot about it is the people, you know. It's like uh, it, it some of our fans are so loyal. I just got a message from a guy who saw us in central Pennsylvania. And he sent me this firm request on Facebook. He says, hey, man, he goes, he goes uh, first time I saw you guys was the Pine Grove Inn. And I remember I came in and you guys were all shooting pool and partying. And he goes, next thing you know, you guys are up on stage. And, and he goes, I've been a fan since that day. And that was probably like 1984. So, you know, it's good to know. I mean, you know, even though, you know, we never did a world tour or anything like that, it, um, where we did play, you know, in, in the United States, we made an impression everywhere we played, and that's right. and that that really makes you feel good. It's got to be kind of like hard to believe too for you guys. I mean, um, especially Dave being you know original member from the first album, you know, whether it's been thirty three years or thirty five years um, with these songs that people still. You know what I mean? They still want to hear these songs. They still want to come out and see you guys play. They still have the emotional tie to the whole band. Yeah, we kind of, uh, you know, over the years, we kind of, uh, you know, cut our teeth and pick, you know, we just, our personality comes out on stage and uh, we have so much fun up there and it's like you're just in a different world. You just go into a zone and that's what you are, you know? I mean, it's not like a, it's not a, um, I can say it's an act, you know, to some, to some respect, but, um, I know for me and I can speak for the rest of the guys in the band, it's not really an act. It's who we really are. And, right. and I think that comes across as, you know, you know, we're not up there just, uh, you know, we've been accused of being posers and yeah, you know what we pose, but it's not an act, man. It's what we do. And, you know, we can play too. So, we, you know, we've been playing a long time. We all know how to play pretty well, and um, you know, it's just a matter of expressing your it, yourself when you play through your music. That I think people relate to, like Springsteen. Um, I'm not a big Springsteen fan, but people relate to him, you know, because he's up there and he does his thing, you know, and people know he's he's not messing around. And we go up there, and you know, like the King says, you know, we take care of business. You know, we do the best we can to give people their money's worth. Right. Yeah, for, now, uh, well, Bay, for me, uh, sorry, Bay, for me, it's like uh, being a fan of Tease, I wouldn't be who I am without seeing Tease, going to see Tease like yourself when I was, you know, younger, going to the shows, it was like magical. So, like, being on stage with these guys, it's like, you know, to join the band and go through these years, like, I wouldn't be the person I am without 
you know, the influence of those guys on stage watching them, like the, the magical feeling you get when they hit the stage and, you know, to be part of that and to kind of bring part of that back, you know, for fans to reminisce about stuff. And here we are again. We're going to keep going as long as possible you know, and have fun doing it, you know. But it is magical to have that. I know what you're saying, that feeling of, like, it's just something that seems natural. And I would look at T's on stage, it would be like, I wasn't thinking about it, you know, anything but just like it was magical and it's like what are they going to do next what are they going to do next you know right. what is dave or louie or brian or greg or, or kevin when i would go see him what are they going to do next and they do crazy stuff they all spit blood like whoa like gene simmons spit blood but they all spit blood you know they all they're, they're doing all this stuff somersaults spinning guitars flying around you know all kinds of stuff bringing people up on stage just like it was just like everything that was done by any band they incorporated it and put it into the show and made it huge and made it over the top and took it like one further degree. You saw Motley Crue, you saw Twisted Sister, you saw Wasp, you saw, you know, all these bands and then Tease just took it and, and like, you know, to another level. And that's what I thought. Like, wow, we have a local band, but they're bigger than that, you know, bigger than that. Yeah, you, you know, and uh, actually when Rex was on a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, talking a lot about the whole history of T's and all before he even joined the band. And I was telling him, like, and I, I, didn't, I just haven't had time to go through and pull them out, but I got old tapes of you guys, like, in the studio. And, and I remember Dave drinking Yukon Jack in the studio. This was back in the early T's days uh, from the first album and uh, it, at YSP on, um, what the hell was the show? Metal Shop. Metal shot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I still have tape cassettes of that. And Mark the D, you right? The King of Mark Dirt. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were some rough times. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember being that kid on Saturday night listening to that show and hearing you guys for the first time and falling in love with the music and not really knowing because they had no internet back then. You guys weren't like in magazines and stuff back then. So I didn't know what the band looked like. I just knew the music. And that first show I went to um, was the second in Chestnut show on the back of the flatbed when you guys played with T or uh, Keel. Yeah. yeah. And me and my couple buddies went to that show. And my life has never been the same since. Like, I, I <laughs> never seen anything like that. And it just has had such a lasting memory memory for, what, 30 15 at the time, 32 years. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I have not, like, you can say Kiss. Yeah, everybody had seen Kiss at that point. They knew what they were about and all. But, you know, Motley Crue was breaking through at the time, Twisted Sister. But they were not doing what you guys were doing. They, you guys had, like, everything, like Rex was saying, to the extreme, whether it was the look, the stage moves. Everything was just on 11. And it was just mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, that this show, is Rob. Um, that show that you uh, were talking about, that uh, one down Chestnut Street, that was the first time I saw Tease too, and uh, I thought I was blown away. And uh, I'd never seen them before. I'd heard about them, but I hadn't seen them. And uh, I thought Keel was good that day. They, they put on a good show, but I left there thinking, "Holy crap, Tease, man!" That was just I was just replaying it, playing it in my head, just saying, "Holy crap, right. what the hell did I just see?" So that definitely left an impression on me, and I was a I was a fan since then. That now, was a how crazy, about for you, Rob? Crazy show that 
I, I remember that show, and uh, I remember we were in a van. We had a red van that the band would travel in. We traveled <laughs> in a bus, but we also had a red van, and we had to back the van through these people to get to the stage, and nobody knew we were in the van. And these people were just rocking the van, and, uh, and I swear the tires were coming off the ground, and we thought we were going to flip over. It was crazy. Then we got up to the and they opened the back doors when it was time for us to go on. It was like a thousand degrees in that van, you know. And uh, we came out of the van, and then it was all over. Was, we were up there like, holy cow, look at all these people. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that. I mean, that day will definitely go down in in many people's uh, history of life. Now, Rob. Now, how about for you? Like you said, you, you were a fan. Of, like, what was it like for you when you got the chance to play with these guys? Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing because I uh, had gone to see them numerous times, you know, mainly at the Empire Rock Club down in uh, North Philly. And uh, I had the Ralph House album when it came out. I, I have a, a younger sister, and she was actually a big fan of the band. <laughs> and uh, I told her I was auditioning. She couldn't believe it. And, uh, yeah, I, I had the album, so I mean, I learned all the songs on the album. I learned the solos. I learned everything I need to to learn. Um, I was a you know big fan of the first Tease album, as, you know, as as everybody was at the time. And uh, you know, I, I learned all the stuff. And uh, I remember talking to Mike, Mike Natalini, and uh, we hooked up a, a tryout, and uh, that led to another tryout. And I think there was maybe a third one, um, but. Uh, that was exciting times, man. I, I was I was pretty young, and uh, be jumping into a band like that was exciting. So yeah, that definitely left a mark on me. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. And you know so, what, Bay? I could second. Um, I could second what Rex was saying. I was in the the same boat. You know, local cover band. And, you know, reading about a band like Tease and you're going, man, it's that it's that next level because they were at the level where they were playing all the time. You know, they had the covers, the covers, but they were doing the originals. And in a band, you know, there's there's different steps in local bands. And as you get bigger and bigger and bigger and Tease was like the next step, you know, and then, you know, uh the band I was with had opened up for them a couple times. So I got to know the guys and, um, yeah, man, once they, you know, once the, uh, the Kevin and Brian Stover split, you know, when, um, I think it was Greg that called me for the audition. That was like, you know, that was like it, man. <laughs> you know, now you got to get on your horse. This is what you're looking for. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like Rex said, this is, they've, you know, brought so much more out of, of, uh, of us. You know, as right. musicians, as showmen, just to appreciate what we do um, and appreciate that people appreciate what we do, you know, and just have a good time. That's what it's all about. Even rehearsal. You know, it, it's great seeing these guys again. You know, it's great playing the old tunes. It was just like riding a bike when we got when we started rehearsing again. Yeah, You know, it's, it's funny, too, because I remember um, when you and Rex first came on to the with the band after uh, Kevin and Brian left. And, you know, like when a band situation happens like that, you know, I know I'm a type of person where I don't like change. So, sure. like, instantly, like, I was like, I wasn't open to you guys. I was just like, nah, nah. 
But seeing you guys that first time, I was sold. I was like, all right. Uh, I, I remember you. You were the guy giving us the finger at first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. The, the little the fat guy with the afro. That was me. Jerk. Jerk. <laughs> and you know what, Bay? Not everybody's going, like you said, not everybody's going to um, like the change, you know? But there's nothing you can do. You know what I mean? You just you just have to take it for I, what I it is. You know, I appreciate I it. I wasn't even happy at first. I sent myself hate mail. I got used to it. Now, now how about you, Mike? Did you get to uh, – Rex had told us that he had, uh, had did some of the uh, the rag stuff, pictures of himself wearing the rag. Did you get to do any of that, the rags? No, and you know, you know what's funny? Great – I wanted I was so excited when I got the audition, you know, and then and then, you know, we were the band, you know, it was the four of us and then we started auditioning guitar players. I was so excited to wear the rags. You just don't understand, man. I think the only other one that could understand it would be would be Rex. You know, we were so excited and all of a sudden we're dropping them. I was like, No way <laughs> It was like, No way, we can't drop the rags but um no, I didn't do all that. I like I said, I happen to know the guys um because my band opened for them, so I didn't have I wasn't, you know, I didn't have the uh have to send them pictures and and tapes and all that because we already knew each other. I just right. went out when I got the audition, you know, learned the tunes, I already made knew them. them. I already knew them. I already knew them. Uh-huh. No, 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 Rex, and I'm sure, you know, we all like you said, I'm sure Rex you knew them too. You know, we just had to polish them up a little bit cuz now it's now we're, uh, you know, auditioning for the band. No, I, re- I, remember, I remember going to meet Greg for the first time. I go, oh, meet me at Yum Yum Donuts. I was like, Yum Yum Donuts? What the heck's that? <laughs> and going, going to meet Greg and then Dave for the first time, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, awestruck. <laughs> That's funny. Yum Yum Donuts. They're still, they're still awestruck at practice. When I walk in, they... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dave. You know, 25 years. Oh, Dave, Dave I, I, I meant to thank you for letting me get a picture with you at practice. Okay, <laughs> okay yeah, no problem. I'll yeah, thanks for the autograph, more. Dave. I appreciate if it. If I have time, if I have time, I'll find you guys. Oh no, but in all honesty, in all honesty, when the um the thing happened with the Stovers, you know, I mean, we had a we had a steamroller rolling there, and um, you know, things happened, and uh. You know, I, I've always said this, you know, from, from for, you know, and I'll say it for the rest of my life, you know, when the Stovers left, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't so much, uh, at that point, it wasn't so much that they were leaving the band, it was like, we were so close, you know, and uh, right. that's the thing that, that really, that really, um, really put the screws to me, and, I, and, and uh, Louie too, I'm sure, and I mean, you know, when they when they left, it was kind of like you know we lost a couple brothers here, you know. So um, it, it was we were very critical of who we got after that. We were very picky, and you know, uh, with Mike, um, Mike's band opened for us a couple times, and we liked his playing. We thought he was a cool guy. And then uh, one time, I was at this watering hole I used to go to, the Fifth Street Pub in Lansdale, and his band was playing there. And he was just so good. He didn't even know I was there. And uh, 
they were just so good. You know, I went home and I called up Louie and uh, Greg. I said, man, we got to get this guy, you know. And um, I think we we got him through his, his girlfriend. We knew his girlfriend. We knew all their girlfriends, actually. But we knew his girlfriend and we <laughs> called her up. And uh, I think that's how we made the arrangement. But And then as far as Rex went, um, you know, we got Mike. And then we started um, looking for you know, trying out guitar players. And uh, we auditioned people at RPM Studios, and we had these guys coming. And this guy's playing our song. I talked about this the other night. This guy comes in, he starts playing the song. I said, it's in the key of A. And he he started arguing with me. <laughs> I was like, it's in the key of A. And he told me, no, man, it's not the key of A. I'm like, okay, what key is it in? And he's telling me something else. And I said, well, listen, I wrote the song in the key of A. It's in the key of A, and it, it was just crazy, you know. It, it, some of the people we tried out, we try out some really good players too, and it, at the same time, you know, we get this um, we get this package from Rex. We're like, oh yeah, he knows all the songs, you know. Looks like he know, knows what he's doing, and um, we kind of sat on it for a while. We tried out some more people, and then we got another uh, a picture. And it was um, it was Rex standing there with a knife to his throat, and it was blood all over his chest, blood all over his face. And it, on the picture, it said uh, a note that said, "If you guys don't at least give me an audition, this is what I'm going to resort to." I was like, "This guy's in the band." <laughs> <laughs> so right there, we knew we knew we were going to take him, you know, and because uh, we heard his tape. And we saw how crazy he was, you know, you know, and that's what we were looking for. Somebody could play our ass off, and it was just as crazy as we are. So that's how we, how we um, came about it. You know, we were very picky, and we, we picked it with the right people for the job, obviously, because you know, look at us now, we're still going. So um, it worked out. It worked out really well. And and with Rob, you know, Rob said he came down three times, you know, and um, you know, we're we're just very picky about who we, who we can work with because. Any musician listening right now, you know, man, we're a hard kind to get along with and hard people to deal with, especially when you're writing songs together. And, uh, you know, you have to have thick skin. You know, if somebody says that song is awful, we're not doing it. You have to be, okay, you know what? It's awful. Whatever. Let's move on, you know. And, you know, we pick out the best songs. And if somebody doesn't look right when they're going up on stage, you know, they got to be able to take it. You know, it's like, what are you wearing that for? You know, so... <laughs> There's a lot that went into it, and that's how you become close as a, as a unit, you know, when you can talk to each other like that and say, you know, dude, you got to change that up, man, you know, or, you know, let's try something else. You, know, you don't have to be really diplomatic. Tactful, yes, but you don't have to be really diplomatic because everybody is going for the same thing. They all have the same goal. Right. Well, you now, didn't did say you... anything when I, when I wore the pink spandex. I got pictures of that. You were just like, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. Well, you know, whatever. You know, you know what aisle I dress, so it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really make a difference. Now, how about this go around uh, with, with this uh, reformation? I mean, it's been what, like over ten years since uh, the band has played together. Um, how did this all come about, Mike? Oh, okay. Um... A gentleman named Stacy Black contacted me maybe last 
February or March um, about uh, this benefit that they do called SAVFest. And he was, you know, he explained it to me, showed me different websites that they've done before. And he said, you know, I'd really like to get, you think you could get the band back together. You know, I think it would, it would go over really well. People would love to see it. I don't think we've been really on stage since maybe 2005. So 13, 14 years or so, and something like that. And um, I talked to the guys, you know, I said, let me talk to them. I mean, it's, we were, tr- Dave, uh, Louie, Dave, Rex and I, we were rehearsing probably about four years ago because we were thinking we wanted to get back together about four or five years ago, Dave. Yeah, something like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was so, late, late late 2011, early 2012, something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we've had this in the making, the four of us have, you know, just trying to get out there because a lot of people were asking us, you know, there's big shows around. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. So, you know, so we all have our own gigs. You know, we just couldn't get it, mesh it together. And then when Stacy asked me about it, you know, I went right to the guys. I told him, I said, you know what, I'm going to make this work because I want to do it. You know what I mean? I want to do it again, and I know the guys want to. So I, I called everybody. And, um, you know, um, Greg, uh, Louis, Louis was right on. He was like, absolutely. Dave was like, absolutely. You know, so we got a hold of Rex, and Rex was, you know, it was great to have Rex back. And, um, uh, you know, gave Greg a call, and Greg just didn't want to do it. So the next, the, the, the first person we all thought of was, was Rob, because Rob sure. was in Rough House, um, you know, after uh, Rex and Greg were gone uh, for right. two Two, two, three years writing stuff. So, I mean, he knew all the stuff. So he was like the very first, you know, person to call. And he was into it. So we did that show and, you know, we got such great response. And it was like, guys, what do we want to do? We no sooner, they, we no sooner walked into that show in the afternoon and somebody was already coming up to me and saying, listen, would you guys want to do a show, you know, in another month? I have, you know, I want to put, and we were, you know, we were like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> this is our first show in 12 years. Now you want me to say yes to another one already? So, <laughs> that's how it started, man. And, you know, we got this, we got an offer to put this show together. And, you know, we're, we're, we're so stoked about it, too. Nice. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, and, you know, that was the one thing, too, like, I, and I was going to say, like, um, with Greg not being there, because at the show in October, um, a lot of people were, were like walking around the crowd, and a lot of people were calling him up to me. They're like, "What's up with Greg? Why isn't Greg playing?" I'm like, "Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> All I know is I'm here, and let's just enjoy the music." Like, yeah, I, I I don't know what the deal is. So yeah, everybody was wondering about that. Well, the, the thing with Greg, you know, we asked him a few times, and he wasn't interested. And it's like you know, we can we can not play. And you know, not do what not do what we like to do. You know, you know, it was just so much fun getting back together. It was like, holy cow, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, we could we could not we could not do it. We could just sit home. And who wants to sit home, man? You know, I mean, you know, Rob knows the stuff. He's been with us a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there's no reason why we shouldn't keep going. 
I mean, Kicks is doing you know, it without one guy, right? Yeah, without the Donnie, yeah. the guy that wrote all the songs. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's we can either sit home and not do it, or you know, you know, we can do it. And you know, Rob is more than willing to do it with us. You know, he's been with us a long, long time. Um, he re- Rob even recorded with us. Um, we did a demo at KJM. Rob was Rob was uh, a guitar player at that time. Unfortunately, nothing nothing was released from that um, yet. You know, but uh, and I say yet because there, there could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's not he wasn't on any releases with us, but you know that's that seemed to be determined. You know. Right. So. Um, Everything yeah. seems to be like, going good, and and I respect you know the the lineup that they had with Greg, and you know I I would totally understand you know if if Greg was the one that they chose to to do it because he was you know he made the record with the band he he's an original member, but right. um, you know I, I I totally respect that, um, but you know I'm happy to to play and help the guys. Um, you know, there's there's a rich history with the band, so I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. But you know, I understand that the, they're going to reach out to Greg because he's an original member. You know, and I, I totally understand that. But you know, I'm happy to be be part of it, and uh, you know, we're having a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Nice. And now you see why we picked Rob. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. We're all very easygoing. Well, maybe not easygoing, but we all get along with each other, and we all know our quirks and you know all of our all of our bad habits and good habits and all that. You know, so now what? Now uh, well, I was going to say uh, about getting back together with Rex, which now I, I've talked to Dave a couple times, and and I already know the answer to this, but I'm sure a lot of people would wonder like with uh, things that happened, uh, you know, years ago with Rex that make you guys be kind of scared of what people might think, if they would give you a hard time about it or. No. A hard, t- hard time about what? what? What would he, I mean, some people would give him a hard time. No. Did you think that people would give you guys a hard time? Oh, Mike, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're, we stand behind Rex, hundred percent. You know, we know him. Um, you know, he put it out there. He was man enough. He manned up, and it's it's in the past. I mean, you're always going to have that. I mean, you're going to. I mean, it's the same thing like we were talking earlier about the band. You're not. You're going to. You're still going to have people out there that don't like the change. You know, right. you're still going to have people out there that are going to. You know that aren't are, are going to are going to badmouth them or badmouth us, and uh, hey, okay, all right. So it's not <laughs> going to stop play. us. You know, it's not going to stop us. We're still going to play. You know? Yeah. We've all been through a lot together, and we've all been through a lot on our own. And um, you know, uh, one thing that we can do together is play, and. You know, we, we enjoy that, and we're going to keep on going, and, you know, we stand behind we stand behind Rex 100%. Awesome. 
So now, when you guys went into the show October, was it the initial plan just to do one show and be done, or did you guys play play it by ear pretty much? Like, all right, if the show goes good, maybe we'll do another one, or maybe we'll. I know there's talks of maybe doing some music, or. Yeah, we didn't think we didn't even think it. We just played the show and let the chips fall, and we didn't even really we didn't even talk about. It. We just did the show and then got offered this other gig. And then once we got offered this other gig, we started to put a lot of work into the, to the show because we're doing right. a, a full ninety minutes, you know. And um, you know, we don't want it to be, we didn't want it to be any less than what we, what we all always have done. We put a lot of time and effort into this. Now, it's like it wouldn't be, you know. It's kind of like you, you know, you don't want to build a house and then just burn it down. So, right. Um, you know. You know, I, I'm pretty confident there'll be more shows. Uh, maybe not in Philly for a while, but um, you know, after this one, but there'll, there'll be more shows. Uh, and I'm I'm going to say this right here and now. Fuck everybody out there. I have next dibs on the fucking show. You heard it here first, so fuck you <laughs> all who are even thinking about it. You got to come to me first because I you're not allowed to play for nobody else but me. In this area, and I'm laying down the law now. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <we're>, okay. <laughs> That's serious, serious business there. There you Officer go. Officer Bay yeah. laying down the law. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Are we going to be on the back of a truck? Right? Are we going to be on the back of a truck? <laughs> hey, I, I'll make that happen. Whatever I got to do to make it happen, I'll do. Is Keel still around? You know what? I'll I'll call Ron up. And I I interviewed Ron, I guess, about a year and a half ago, and I mentioned that show to him, and he totally remembered it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was watching us. That band was watching us. Right, they were in a house or a building, and I remember seeing all the band members up in this hanging out of this window or or something. They were in the building across the street. And I'm thinking to myself, how did they get a place to hang out, you know? Just well, because they were keel. <laughs> they had the right to rock. Yeah, they did have the right to rock. <laughs> so now, something that, like, it, it bothers me to say, like, it, the band name. Are are you guys, like, T's? Are you Roughhouse? Are you T slash Roughhouse? Are you hyphen Roughhouse? Like, Roughhouse. Roughhouse. Yeah, you know, you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> we're, well, legally, I guess we're Roughhouse, you know, but um, a lot of people know us as T's. So we like to, you know, have that name, you know, still, still, is, you know, it's part of our heritage, you know, our sure. history. And, um, you know, it was a, that was a crazy thing that happened to us. So, uh, you know, we had to, you know, we had to change the name. But, uh, you know, we had so much momentum going as T's, and then we changed the name, and, we're, and everybody's like, who the hell are these guys, you know? So, you know, it, it was a momentum killer at the time. Sure. So, uh, you know, we, we like to keep, you know, I mean, the name of the band is Roughhouse, but, you know, 
you can call us tease if you want. You can call us anything you want, really, as long as you come out to see us and buy our records <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can call me Ray. You can call me Jay. You know. Uh, so Whatever so, uh, you identify with. Yeah. Identify you can with. Call us Black band. Sabbath. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like people are identifying, you know, like identifying as different uh, genders and stuff like that. So we're we're roughhouse, but we identify we're teased, but we identify as roughhouse. How's that? There you go. <sighs> so Saturday night, you guys at the block, Harris, which. Um, Dave's played there. Mike, you played there too. I'm pretty sure I saw you play there with yes. uh, your other. Yes, with Man. Great venue. Yeah, real yeah. great venue. Phenomenal. Rob has played there too. I yeah. Played Rob there with uh, Sugar Bitch. Mm-hmm. Right. Rob plays bass in uh, American Sugar Bitch. Cool. So, uh, we played there in uh, September, I think it was. Cool great place, venue. man. Big stage. Yeah. Big stage. Big PA. Big light. Big screen. Big slot machines. Awesome. <laughs> a lot of dancing. But they're not yeah. in the room we play. They don't have any slots in that room. No. No slots in the room. Which I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh well it's a it's a you know, it's it's kinda of like the it's kinda of like the Borgata. You know, there's no slots in that room. Yeah, so you know, you don't want people it's sitting a, there uh, pulling the band that says, "Yeah, you guys are playing anyway." Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's like a it's like a music venue within the casino. Yeah, it, and I, I've told everybody, I think that place is without a doubt the best place in the area for uh, for a band to play. I mean, uh, the setup they got there is phenomenal. It is. It is nice. Yep. Nice. Love yeah, great. I mean, great stage, lights, you know, um, sound, everything. Bars, you know, it's really cool. They got the bars there, and it's just a big open place. Now, I, I know I've seen, I've seen pictures before that sometimes they set up tables and chairs, like high tops. Um, yes. Oh, okay. I, I just the first time I went there, they were just they were just running an ad. The first time I went there, they had, like, the back section, like, actually fenced off with uh, tables and chairs. And it, like, went over to that side section where the couches are. Like, that was all fenced off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when we cool. played there, it was fenced off, too. Yeah. They, they had the whole thing fenced off. They had tables in the back. And um, it, then they had a section that was fenced off with chairs and stuff. I don't know. Was that a VIP section or something? I'm yeah, sure. I don't know what it was. I'm, I'm, that's what I was thinking it was. Yeah, it might be. Whatever it I was, I could it at some point. I, had I mean, what's the VIP? What's the VIP? Yeah. Who's the VIP? We ain't got nothing like that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a VIP at our show. You know yeah. it. You know it. <laughs> so, uh, and the uh, cat. You got some good no, bands no, no, no. you guys are playing with too. Uh, Far Cry, another Philly area band, and Dog Bite Money, the legendary Dog yeah. Bite Money. Yeah, yeah local cover Far band, Cry. good friends of ours. Yeah, Dog Bite Money's off. They're, they they play a 
they play a lot of they're, they're a cover band and um, we picked them. Uh, you know, their friends. Mike's Mike's really good friends with them. Mike, you still in with those guys, right? Yeah, sometimes I'll sit in with them. And um, Freddie's uh, Freddie sings in uh, another my side project that I have, Nat Attack. But they're a good local band, you know, good cover band, a yeah. lot of energy. Freddie's got a lot of energy. He's from, he's from the old school um, back in the day. Um, so, you know, just to start the night off, you know, I wanted to try and get, you know, they let us pick the, bring the band in, so I wanted to pick a, a band that's going to start the night off with some good tunes, you know, and get the people rolling. You, you, you know, it's funny, uh, uh, Mike, not only do you know um, my, my friend Christine, which, uh, you know, another friend of mine, which I've seen you guys in pictures and all, and he's always with the Dog Bite Money Boys, uh, Harry Porter. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> Great dude, man. How do you like that? I yeah. told you, small world, buddy. Small world now. You got you got my little uh, my piece of Upper Darby coming up, the, up there. That's <laughs> yeah. how I know both of them. I went to high school with them and was very close with both of them for years. Yeah, Harry's a good guy. Another drummer. Another yeah. good drummer. He used to play yeah, drums. He's always, at the dog, he's always at the Dog Bite Money shows. He'll be there. Yeah. I'm sure him and his wife, Jen, will be there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. Can't wait. See a lot of old familiar faces, a lot of good music. It's going to be a good time. I think there's going to be a lot of people there, too, so we're excited about that. Yeah. So what are you guys, are you going to be selling Roughhouse shirts and T-shirts? Yes. Cool. What are you calling in? <laughs> <laughs> For you, Rex? Yeah, yeah. What Rex. songs are you guys going to play? What songs are you guys going to play? Are you going to play When the Moon is Full? Nope. No, that's my favorite. Looking for action? <laughs> Dave, are you singing Ugly Bitch? I am. <laughs> I think I think I am. Yeah, we got a pretty good version of that worked up. That was pretty exciting. So, Louie's not on, but um, hey, it's Louie. Any, Hi. If anybody, if anybody heard him in September, you know, I'm sorry, October. If anybody heard him in Philly when we played in October, the guy didn't. He didn't miss a beat, man. His voice is unbelievable. Still, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, it's always, you know, I said this before too, when you go to practice, you come out of practice like, holy cow, you know, you know, you got a, you, you know, you got a good singer, you know, every time he's, he, you know, he's been, he's been on my, you know, on my left for, you know, since 1980 or 1979 or whatever it was when I joined the band. And I, I've never heard him have a bad, a bad show. So his voice is it's just the way it was and stronger. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be good. Saturday night, everybody needs to get there to block inside Harris, Chester, or Harris, Philadelphia, whatever the hell they call that place. Uh, yeah. Get there. Down be by ready. the airport. Down by the airport. It's right next to – it. some people might – I'm sure some people might have even been there, but it's right next door – to the Chester Jail. So uh, yeah, if, if if you get in trouble inside Harris, it's a short walk over to the prison. <laughs> They're walking right over. 
<laughs> yeah. Don't even need a squad car. Yeah, no squad car needed. They, they, they take have, like, you back. Escorts that walk you over. <laughs> no, what time's uh? I guess it starts at what eight o'clock on Saturday. Doors are at eight. Yep, doors are at eight. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What is it? The eight, Dave? Doors eight. Uh, dog bite money starts maybe eight twenty-five, eight thirty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, and then uh, Far Cry, and then us. Cool. So. And you might see us roaming around before the show, but maybe not. I'm sure we I'm sure we Are you selling shirts? No, not well. Maybe. Possibly. Well, to anybody that's listening, we are selling shirts. So we have tees, t-shirts, and rough out t-shirts. And, and Mike, be Mike knows. Mike knows all about the t-shirts. He can give you the lowdown. T-shirts will be there. Black T-shirts, white T-shirts, gray T-shirts. We got them. And if we ain't, if we don't have it, we have an order form for you to fill out, and we'll get it for you. I'll be selling Dave Weekly shirts out in the parking lot. (laughs) 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 And when you get there, um, you know whoever's buying tickets at the door, or if you bought your tickets already, when you get there. Make sure you tell them who you're there to see. Just say, uh, if you're going online, say ROUGH in capital letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you, yeah. Yeah, when you yeah when you buy the tickets online, there's a pro- place for a promo code. So type in, in all caps, R-O-U-G-H, in the promo code, and I'll give you a couple bucks off. It'll get rid of the processing fee or, or take away what the processing fee would cost. So it save you save you a little bit of money. Absolutely. And then you can put that money you saved towards a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right, Bay. I think I think you're on the guest list, so I think that you can easily afford a new T-shirt. You know what? I got I got one last show, but I didn't get a roughhouse one, so I'm gonna have to purchase a roughhouse mm. one. Well, there'll be there'll be Dave Weekly shirts there too. You can. You can pick one of those up in the parking lot. You can squeeze it with two X and go buy one. So, all right. Well, you know what, guys? I want to thank you for doing this. And uh, I, I want to play a tune uh, before uh, our next guest calls in. So I queued up. I figured I'd do Rough House because uh, you guys are you know, legally Rough House. And most Sweet. of you guys here have played on that album. So I wanted to play a song that really grew on me more or less over the years as I've gotten older and just uh, really I've felt more and more the emotion and the intensity and I love the building of it. So I'm going to play for everybody Can't Find Love. Wow. Cool. Nice. Be a little different. So there you go. So guys, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having us on Saturday. Thanks, Bay. You rock, brother. Thanks a lot, Bay. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Guys. See you and Saturday night. Absolutely. See you Saturday. All right, take man. care. Take care. Take care.
All right, well, here it is. Roughhouse can't find love. bunch of guys. And you know what? I think Dave and Rex are still on. You guys still on? You hanging? I was listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hung up. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not here now. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. That was good to hear. Can't find love. That was cool. Something different. Hey, thanks for having us. We really appreciate you having us on there and, and uh, helping us promote this. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, you know, that door is always open for you guys. Yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone out there on Saturday. It's going to be packed. Yeah we'll be, yeah, we'll be hanging out after, you know, at the merch booth probably afterwards. And, you know, looking forward to kicking ass on stage. 
weekly shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody buy, buy, buy them Dave weekly shirts. We have this guy, Pete Madison. Pete Madison comes to see us. He had a shirt that says, Who Died Maybe Dave Weekly. You <laughs> 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 moron. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is freaking awesome. Funny. All so, right, man. I'm going to hop off and let you do your show, but thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Always. Always. All, All right, guys. I'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. Thanks. Alrighty. Yep. Bye. Take care. Yeah. Bye. All right. There they go. Dave and Rex. And, uh, uh, Nick and Janae, you'd be very, uh, very proud of Dave because he was in his garage, and you guys would probably like to be in his garage with him, enjoying, partaking. Partaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I personally don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Janetti's partaking. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not even doing it right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, too friggin' funny. Make the world go away. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I, I, I just, uh, before we take our commercial break, before our next guest comes up, um, and that, hey, Rex, you still there? Yo, yo. Yo. <laughs> Rex is just part of the show now. He's going to hang out. Um, this is actually something that, I was going to bring something up that actually I was talking to Rex about the other day, because Rex is a huge, uh, comic book fan and stuff like that and it was funny like we were in an in-depth discussion the other day and he started quoting planet of the apes stuff to me which i was fucking losing my mind over i'm a huge ape fan but um comic book artist that i know he just posted up on facebook saying uh uh forget about seeing logan go see the new kong movie because it blew it away oh i heard yeah i heard about it i heard about the new king kong movie yeah look sounds awesome yeah. 2017 hey, year the Yeah, I, I also I got I got some uh heads up about some kind of crossover uh graphic novel Green Lantern meets Planet of the Apes. Yes. Now, it's a comic series actually. Oh, is it? They might right. be doing a graphic novel of it too, but uh actually issue 2 just came out yesterday and I was going to tell you, Bay, I picked that up for you. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, so it's it's right now. It's I think it's a, either a five or six issue miniseries that they're running. Wow! So now it'll probably go to graphic novel after, but yeah. yeah. So, isn't there another one? The like Green Lantern. There's another and Green Star Lantern. Trek. Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek and Green Lantern and Planet of the Apes Green Lantern. And they're even wow. doing a Justice League and Power Rangers right oh. now, too. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, I thought was it was a one issue. Legion, uh, Legion of Superheroes did a Star Trek crossover. I'm a big Legion fan, so. That was so my dog. There you go. All <laughs> these lawyers must work things out somehow to get all these crossovers happening. Yeah, right. But my favorite crossover, though, getting geeky about things, <clears throat> are the DC Marvel crossovers. Yeah, I like those too. I I, I enjoyed those a lot. Um, yeah, there's a, 
even that elegant uh, that I can never say it that uh, basically where they yeah the yeah they where they fused both DC and Marvel heroes together. Yeah, that was, was really weird. weird. That, yeah, that was off of the Versus series, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was cool. There's um, there's four, a four volume graphic novel series with like all of all of them compiled before the Versus, like all the ones that appeared before they did the Versus and then before the Justice League Avengers crossover. Just all the ones like Punisher versus Batman, Batman meets Daredevil, Batman meets Spider Man. Batman meets Captain America. Superman meets the Fantastic Four. That was a great one. Yeah, I like that. All those, all those, all those are pretty cool. But I was thinking, like, in the not too far future, when they use up every every like superhero thing on the movies, especially have that DC Marvel <laughs> super movie crossovers would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would work. But now DC's got some very weird crossovers coming. I don't know if you've heard any about these. Uh, but they're not only crossing with the Hanna-Barbera characters, but they're also going to be crossing with the Looney Tunes characters coming up. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. The one I'm waiting for is the Suicide Squad versus... Uh, damn it. And I can't even think of their names right now. The Mighty uh, Heroes. No, I wish. That would be friggin' hilarious. Um, no, it's the damn... Uh, shit. No, I can't think of it. Give me a hint. Give me a Tell hint. Me uh, we should have had the pirate on here. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, he wouldn't know either. He doesn't know what's coming out. He, he knows what's out. He doesn't know what's coming out. Okay. Uh, damn it. Snort, the uh, the damn uh, banana splits. There it is. Oh, oh banana splits. <laughs> yeah, the suicide squad against the banana splits. That's the one I'm waiting for. Well, was it? There was one one guy who was a superhero who came out with a cape. Super Duper something on the, on the Banana Splits one the dog character or something came out as a superhero. Yeah, Drooper, Drooper, um, <laughs> Super Duper, Drooper or something. Yeah, yeah, Super Grover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's another one. It'll be interesting. Super Grover, yeah, that was a classic. You used to wear the, the, the Super Grover shirts back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I had a lot of Grover uh, references. Well, Grover and Yoda, the same voice, you know, so I kind of, like, yeah. got interested. <laughs> but, oh, too funny. So, all right, well, did you want to hang out? We got our next guest is on the line. You want to hang, or what do you want to do? Oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, I better get going. I got a, got a lot of getting ready to do. But, but yeah, it was really good talking to you guys, and definitely we'll do it again soon, Get more, get more into the geek stuff and collections and all that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, man. We, we, you gotta like take pictures of your collection. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was I was in Toy Fair. I have like a, there's a picture of me from Toy Fair magazine, right? They did a photo shoot at my house, and I had all the toys all around me. It was crazy. Everything was falling down. I had to have it all set up. I'll have to show you the pictures of that. Pretty cool, oh, cool. stuff. Very cool. Yeah, man. All right, man. 
Well, I'll see you Saturday. I'll talk to you soon, man. See you then. You got it. All right, thanks. All right, everybody, there we go. Rex Eisen, a.k.a. Trip Eisen. Going to be fun time Saturday night. So, it's it's time. Our next guest is waiting patiently. Let's get her on the line. Let's welcome the one, the only, Miss Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise. What's up, Margarita? Hey, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're welcome. Of course. You got good music going on. Of course we're going to have you. <laughs> I'm excited to share about it. Always good. Well, we're like getting you like at the the perfect time because it gets officially released tomorrow. So now like the excitement is like coming to its peak. Well, the exciting thing is that in Europe, people already got it because they're ahead of us. So they've been messaging me. (laughs) And I'm glad that we're getting good response from there. But in the U.S., I guess it's going to be released at midnight. Oh, mid- okay. So, okay. very exciting. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So, you know, it, it's funny because um, before we get into the whole release, um, you know, I was doing some research on you and all. So, first thing I'll do is I go to the Facebook page and I see uh, right away, you, all you see is a picture of the band, but you don't even like, realize there's anybody in the picture. You just see you doing a split. Two <laughs> oh, that picture. <laughs> That's uh, we've we've never had a picture like that before. We just thought because we're doing guitar giveaway, we wanted to have a really fun picture, and uh, we had the two amps in the room. And I'm like, well, I've suffered ten years in ballet. Why not use it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool too like uh you guys are giving a giving a guitar away and there's like you're giving away autograph stuff and all so i mean and that's really cool to way uh, use that social media to promote thank you yeah well, for us uh, i mean it's you know what kind of moves us forward so it's always really fun to, and this music it's our best music yet so we really want to do something special for it and uh um you know and if 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 people enjoy getting you know signed postcards if we can take a target giveaway and hopefully down the line we can do even more you know we're definitely going to keep doing all of this because if it's not for the fans if it's not for the people you know we, they would basically so it's our pleasure <laughs> <laughs> now you have like a, an interesting history here because um going back to your younger days like you actually are from Europe. I well I grew up in Moscow. I lived there till I was 11 and then my family moved to Houston, Texas. <laughs> but yeah. Now how how do they like it, it this is always like amazing when people come from other countries or wherever you're going to go from wherever mm-hmm. how do they choose Houston Texas Well my dad is a scientist and uh, he got a job offer and the thing is I remember in long they were doing that lottery where you could win the visa I guess to come here the green card and my okay. mom actually won it a year before, and we chose not to come. And then, because uh, you know, we had a whole life, it's a huge thing, and my dad didn't know the language. I mean, when you move countries, it's a great, you know, 
and all our family is still in Russia, you know. So a year later, when my dad got this job offer, we were like, well, I guess it was meant to be. So, you know, that that's why we came. Now, how, how scary was that? For, I mean, you were 11 years old. You had to be petri- – I would have been petrified. I mean, I, if at 47 years Well, you know what's petrifying? Now, be- My first day of school in America was September 11th. That was petrifying because Ooh. everyone was running, you know, the Twin Towers. That was my first day of school. <laughs> so everybody Holy was God. running around crying, and I didn't really understand what was happening. And I mean, I knew I wasn't like, you know, I mean, I could talk to everyone. I could understand it, but not to the point where you can, like, easily conversate, like, really fast, you know. So, um, I mean, I just fast. I guess when you're a kid, you kind of, you're like a chameleon in a bit. And um, it wasn't scary for me. I guess it was like a new experience, but, you know, I missed my family and all of that. That was the hardest part. But I can't imagine what it was for my dad because, you know, he's a scientist and he had to do his research and his lectures and everything in a different language. And he didn't know English. At least I learned it in school. <laughs> my dad didn't know a word of English. I mean, you know, he, he wasn't, yeah, he didn't know it. So I, I can't imagine how he did that. So, wow, definitely cool. But yeah, fascinating. But when you went to, um, or I guess it was uh, high school, you ended up going to, mm-hmm. um, was it the Performing Arts of Houston? Yeah, it, it was a Performing Arts High School. Um, yeah, I was always a performer, you know. My, like even when I was three, I think that was my first. Or I think. My mom took me to ballet and theater and music. That was my whole life. So I had to. Oh, now, how about like, like when I was reading that, like I instantly thought, like, all right, like you started, you were, you know, classically musically trained. They started you on piano at four years old, like you're saying, doing ballet and all that stuff. So, what do they think as you made that switch from that? Sweet little ballet, classically trained girl to metal. <laughs> My parents love it. They really love the music, and I mean, I I, I see the difference. But in a way, everything learned, I apply to what I'm doing now, and uh, um, it's just a different style, maybe. But it's still music, and it's, it's you know, I try to put my heart and soul into it, and I'm performing, and that's what I love to do, and I love, and I even like this more than like doing theater because this is like you directly communicate with people, you know, they're right in front of you, and I think that's the cool, the coolest thing is you sharing what you created, and I love right. to create, you know, so it's very special when you know people are into. Because, you know, I, I would put, it's like a piece of my soul, basically, these songs. So when people relate to them, it's like this whole community, of, you know? It's a really right. cool feeling. Um, but the uh, funny thing is, like, my friends who knew me from before, they're like two different people, like Margarita and then Margarita on stage. <laughs> so that's funny, but, yeah. Because I'm a very quiet person, like, I'm kind of... Keep to myself, but on stage you let it all out. Now, <laughs> now how about that? Like, <clears throat> he, he, 
so basically, it's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde you have going on. Just what you're saying. Like once you get up on stage, you become that totally other. You become almost like, probably like a character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a character. It's just. I mean, our songs are very. I guess there's a lot of feeling in them. I, you know, I sing about all kinds of stuff. So when you perform it, I try to really. Um, I guess. Uh, today, what I was... it's not only like the words that say what I'm saying, it's also the way I'm singing it, it's also the melody, so it, I don't even, it's still me, I just, you know, I feel like totally myself, just kind of sharing a different, you know, different feeling, I guess, different parts of me. Right. So, Yeah. Now, how about um, like when you were done uh, with school in Houston, then you went to New York mm-hmm. and continued in um, in uh, you went to a school of, of music in New York. Yeah, I went to NYU and I did like a I was a theater major, but I also took music as a minor, so I was doing both, and I had to take all the regular classes too. So it was a very, um, you know busy time, but I think I learned from the city even more because it's such a city of I mean people from all over from all over all over the world and different backgrounds and right. just I don't know really like the life experience I think it's really you know made me grow as a person I mean I think the song can make it in New York you can make New York, I can survive right. LA, so I feel pretty <laughs> confident. <laughs> now, with um, like you were saying, you were um, doing theater and stuff like that. Is that uh, something that you still, maybe in the future, would like to pursue? Is going back into acting at all, or? Uh, you know, like I'm so happy. I said I don't think of. Uh, a little secret. When I was little, like my parents had a DVD of like Queen and Led Zeppelin concerts, and I would always watch it, and I would be like, "Wow, like I would love to do that." But in the back of my mind, I knew that I could never do that. It would be like to me, it was like another planet, like not even reach, you know, I couldn't even reach that. And now I fell into this band, and I'm doing what I wanted to do. I guess can even imagine that, you know. So I'm very, and you know, maybe like I I still like acting, it might be fun, but um, you know, it's not like I'm gonna quit what I'm doing now and pursue acting. Right, right. I, I think life throws different things at you, and you know, different opportunities. And if I can make it happen and still keep this going, I would. But I definitely want to keep this band going for as long as I can because I really love it. And now, it's not, I don't think, the, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, that now the band, Edge of Paradise, you mm-hmm. actually, you've done a lot of, you've done more moving um, around the world. I mean, from, from Moscow over to, to Houston <laughs> to New York, and then you move over to L.A., um, and you meet up with uh, with Dave, your guitarist, Dave Bates. Now, how did you two guys mm-hmm. get together? 
Yeah, when I came to LA, I was just doing a bunch of different projects, and um, I was working with this local producer. He was, he, I guess we were working on a rock song, and uh, he he was close when I tried to find a guitar. It actually happened by chance because Dave was doing a guitar clinic at a music studio, music store right next to where the studio was, and uh, we knew through like. Just go to the music store and get it. So we went there and we saw Dave and we were like, oh my God, he's so good. And <laughs> we had to ask him. So that's how we met. And, um, you know, after the project was done, Dave had a band with Robin McCauley fronting it. And he recorded a bunch of music with Greg Bissonette and Tony Franklin that was never released. And Robin went on tour with Survivor. You know, Dave was looking for because he didn't have a band anymore, basically. So we just decided to do our own thing, and you know, that's how we started this, basically. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny because I was wondering how those three uh, people came into play into this whole thing. Like, I, I saw that they got played on the debut, and I was just uh, Tony Franklin, Greg Bissonnette. I'm like, wow, like how'd that happen? And then yeah, it's all Dave. Like he, you know, he. Those guys. I mean, you know, in a way, it's a small world, especially when you in this scene in LA, everyone is, uh, you know, in the same. Like yesterday, our bass player, there's a place called Lucky Strike in Hollywood, and they do jam yes. nights where they get musicians from all over, you know, different bands. And like our bass player played with Alice Cooper's drummer, Glenn Sobel. <laughs> you know, so uh-huh. we were all like in this one. Um, kind of spinning around this one circle, so it's really cool. Nice, very cool. So um, the EP Alive, it's a four-song mm-hmm. EP, and uh, if you're in Europe, you're lucky because you can have it now. Um, mm-hmm. If you're in the states, you can have it in uh, an hour and two hours, <laughs> um, depending on what coast you're on. But uh, so why the decision to do just uh, an EP? Um, well, it's the first song EP. And, I mean, part of the decision was that it, to, we want to make the songs that are quality so it can compete with all the big bands that are out there. And uh, I mean, we have the other songs that are waiting to be recorded and eventually we want to do the full CD, but you know, we don't want to stay stagnant because when you don't release something for a long time, when you're a new band, you don't keep moving forward. So we, and I mean, we did a movie, so it was a full album and we kept writing right away. And we had this new music that was a whole new level for us. So we were like really strong five songs. Let's put out an EP. Um, let's really, you know, try to spread the word about it, and hopefully this will enable us to do a full album and tour to even more places. So it's not like we decided to do just being a new band. Some sometimes you have to take, you know. You know, it's it's funny. I I literally just had this discussion last night. I um went and visited an old, uh, a very good friend of mine who I played in the band with for 16 years, and um. He was just telling me about this new band he's working on. He's putting together, and he was saying like their plan is like he said they have 16 songs, and they, they decided mm-hmm. they're going to uh, they're going to record the 16 songs at one shot. This way they have them, but oh, then wow. they're going to release four uh, four yeah. different song EPs. And he was saying he goes uh, people 
you put them, if you're going to give them a full album now, he goes, I feel like you give them a full album and people won't even listen to like half the songs on it. They won't give them a chance. This way, if you give them less, mm-hmm. they can focus more on the less amount of songs and have them wanting more. And then you yeah, can that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, we wanted to make music videos because everyone is so visual now. We would rather have a really, really strong songs and some visuals with it. And, right. uh, you know, push the songs that way as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have the, the first single and video, which is also called mm-hmm. Alive. Um, mm-hmm. Now, will you guys be doing more videos? Uh... Yes. So, the Alive was the first single in the video. Sorry, what did you say? You got cut out. Would you be doing more videos for uh, any of the other songs? Oh, yes, we actually already have one for Mystery. And okay. uh, we're doing a lyric video. It's like a lyric video, but it's um, it's a very creative lyric video. <laughs> I won't give it away. But um, it's it's be cool for Dust to Dust. And actually, we want to also do a video for Humanoid. And we do have a video out for Shade of Crazy. It's for every song. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it's the way yeah. to go. I mean, it's the whole YouTube thing now. Yeah, and plus it's fun, you know. Uh, I, I like kind of bringing the songs to life in that way, too. And you, can you know, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they come in handy for you, huh? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, with uh, with the EP coming out, I, do you guys have uh, actually you got you have a small tour I guess planned? Because I think I saw you guys are coming not too far from here. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're coming to North Carolina and South Carolina in April, but right now we're booking more shows. So those are not the only ones. We're going to be touring in the summer, and we're going to Europe in September, and we're booking more shows in Europe. So. Um, you know, the next year we want to tour as much as possible. So we will be announcing more dates as we go along. Um, but keep posted for more. Absolutely. And where should everybody go? Yeah. Sorry? Where should everybody go to keep posted uh, and find out everything about you guys? Oh, that they know? yeah, go to our Facebook page, which is... Uh, Edge of Paradise or Facebook.com slash Edge of Paradise Band. And uh, everything is on there. Or, or go to our website, Edge of Paradise Band.com. Um, and, uh, you know, all the information are on all our pages. And we're very social. So if you want to message us, we'll always reply. Any questions, we answer them. Um, and also, we have a you know YouTube Vivo channel. All our videos are on there. But if you go to one destination, any destination website or Facebook, you will be able to find our information from there. Yeah, and and I'll I'll say like she's very sociable. Like uh, we friended each other on Facebook the other night, and all of a sudden she started messaging me. I'm like, holy cow! Like, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so all right, so um, let me uh, where's that little thing you threw out there? Let me throw some of them plugs out there for you. Let me find it. All right, here it is. 
All right, so it's available. Alive is available, and it's number one on Amazon. Oh, my God, right now we're ahead of ACDC. Can you believe it? (laughs) That is wild. That is so wild. I mean, Amazon, you know, it's calculating uh, the daily sales, but that's still really cool for us. And we're, you know, top 100 albums all, you know, in all genres, which is really cool. I mean, for us, this is really big. And, you know, to be one in hard rock. Uh, so we're hoping that this will bring us into Billboard 200 chart and change a lot of things for us. So we're keeping the fingers crossed. And please pre-order our CD and download it, <laughs> all of you out there. We want to, this will enable us to tour more and record the rest of the songs. Yep. So, so yeah. So go on Amazon and keep you guys at number one. And it's also mm-hmm. available on iTunes as well. Yeah, iTunes, also Google Play, on everything. Because we're, we're very lucky we have Universal distributing it. So... The city is everywhere, so we don't have to worry about <laughs> people can get to it. So just search Edge of Paradise Alive, and it should come up. Now, the title Alive, is there any special meaning behind it? or? Yes. The whole idea behind Alive is that we're so, I mean, I guess this is the message behind the album is you know, that we're so caught up our way of life right now with the corporate-led machine and uh, the technology kind of separates us from each other in a way. I mean, even though you can communicate with someone on the other side of the planet, but that can be deceiving in a way because you get less and less of human contact. And we just want to encourage people to sometimes, you know, stop (laughs) and acknowledge it live because we're so I mean in a way like we're on this planet in this giant universe and we're the ones you know breathing and we're the people you know could have been an ant or something right so (laughs) we're pretty lucky Um, you know and I think just this daily life like a rat race especially in LA Um, so you know that's the meaning and the album cover also, I guess it's an android and trying to break through the human, <laughs> trying to break through. So don't lose your humanity. It's what keeps alive, basically. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Well, I got it queued up, and I'm going to play it for everybody. So Awesome. <clears throat> I, I'm so sorry, but I actually have to go because I'm teaching <laughs> the reality of, you know. You're teaching? Yes, I have to. I'm teaching today. I have students, and I've been so crazy last few months. So I had so you know, all, always all over the place. But all right, well, yeah, today well, well, I am. <laughs> but one thing before I let you go, if I can just get you to cut mm-hmm. an idea for yes. me, and this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Hey, this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Excellent. Thank you so much, Margarita. It was great to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thank let's, you. Let's show everybody let's how you do guys do it again are. soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Cool. And Take I hope care. we get to meet in person. I hope thank so too. I'm gonna, I, 
I'm going to uh, maybe you know what I'll, I'll talk to you. Maybe I'll bring you here to Philly. Who knows? Cool. All right. All right. Well, Take you, care. You have a great night out there. You too. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. All right, we well, here it is. Edge of Paradise alive. Get it now. Amazon, iTunes, it's everywhere. Google Play. of paradise alive pretty wild man all right i'm starting to see in my mind like a women who rock festival bay oh it's funny how you read my mind with things (laughs) uh 
That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's crazy. You can just like be doing shows every week, every weekend somewhere. That's nuts, man. Which would, uh, I, I don't know if Janetti saw this, but I threw this out there yesterday. Um, wh- as I was saying earlier, like uh, me and Rob Carlisle were having all these discussions and all. Um, and he was telling me like things that people do in New York that help promote stuff and help promote shows and all. And uh, there's a couple people that, you know, play in bands or whatever, but they do like DJ nights at clubs to help build oh, right. a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting, so I was thinking to myself, like, all right, like on Sunday nights, yeah, I do that, like the Totally Driven Radio Rocks. Um, what if I did it like maybe like once a month live from one of the clubs that I have a hook into? Um, you know, like on a Sunday night, if they if they have nothing going on, go and like uh, do a DJ thing. Right, right. right. That sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah, so I was thinking about trying that. That could be really crazy, man. The options are endless. Totally. Insane. It's all endless. Oh, and now you're getting distracted by the endless po- uh, possibilities. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it's frustrating because there's just not enough time in a fucking day. No, I hear you on that, man. I mean, there is for me, I sleep a lot, but for you, it's like I hear you. I hear what you're saying, brother. <laughs> It was crazy. Last, from the time we went off the air last Thursday to going into, uh, well, I guess I'll say through Saturday night, I had uh, yeah. 15 hours of sleep. That's crazy. I was in rough fucking shape, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do the convention uh, down in Delaware on Sunday. Oh, man. I had to get. I had uh, Marissa drew all these new pictures and all, and I hadn't had time to print them out. So I had to get up five o'clock Sunday morning and start printing. <laughs> Damn. I honestly, dude, like you're like you're motivated. You know what I mean? Like, because it's 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 a lot of hours that you're putting in. I know you don't want to do the math and figure out what you're making per hour. No, 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 <laughs> no, because it'll just bust my whole groove of motivation. <laughs> oh, man. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all stuff that I've wanted to do. Right. And, um, and deep down, I am having fun doing it. Well, and, I mean, that's huge because... 
you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people just sit around miserable as hell, but at least, at the very least, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, it gets, uh, you know, I, I can feel the growth, especially, honest to God, I, I can really feel it the past week, especially, with... um. With us doing that show the other night, from the few days leading up to it, up through this past week, I've just I've been seeing the numbers going up on Facebook, um, friend requests from real people that aren't, you know what I mean, that aren't uh, right, fam, right, fam uh, girls, uh, you know. So and I've just I've been noticing the upcline and stuff. The numbers in our show each week have been going up the last few weeks. You know, uh, we're like, I, I just feel like a momentum is starting to happen. I noticed that on the Facebook page, the Totally Driven Facebook page, there's more and more likes every day. Yeah. And I haven't been having to pay for them. You know what I mean? Like I haven't right. been boosting stuff to get to get the likes. That's awesome. So now, like for Saturday night when I go see Rough House, <clears throat> let me ask you about this idea. So I was planning to um to make flyers for the May show, little um, you know, like uh, the little, the small ones. You know what I mean, like four right, right, right. But since I have like multiple things to promote, I was going to print out flyers for the May show. I was going to print out flyers for um, the Here I Go Again and uh, the Totally German flyer that I lay out at shows. But I was going to take all three and staple them together and just hand out, like, this way you have, like, a little, you know what I mean? You have, like, a little booklet of all yeah. the flyers. Three and three and one. Right, right. No, that's a pretty cool idea. Be the early... The early, early stages of the the magazine. Yeah, yeah, and that's all you need. And then all you need is one sponsor who wants a coupon in there in between pages. Right. Yeah. Which um, let, let me get your guys. This I mean, we have like a, a show meeting on the on the air, but um, I, like I was telling you, I was talking with the this girl who does. Uh, marketing and sponsorship sales and stuff like that, ad, ad sales and stuff. And she's been sending me all this stuff over. And one of the things like that I was always kind of against, and I don't see many people do it, um, but she was showing me things where people do do it. And it's a smarter way to do it where you're putting your, your advertising rates up on your website. Oh, right. So people just know offhand if that's when they contact you that they want to pay that amount or whatever. Right. That's pretty crazy. That's, yeah. Like, I always thought it'd be better just to be able to mail them the rate. You know what I mean? Like, email them the, the rates or whatever. 
Right, right. Like it was a business transaction. Correct. Yeah, I know. I totally get the instinct there. I, I just feel like it's a weird thing to put up the the actual financial disclosure out there. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you don't have to put the entire financial disclosure. I mean, you can have just basic rates, you know. Right. But now you could also say, hey, the more you advertise, you know, the rates could go down from here. Right. Or something like that. You know, I mean, you could have something like that on the page, but give them like a basic rundown of what your offers are. Right. You know. And, I mean, if they want to do more with you or different things with you, a combination of a magazine or a, uh, you know, the website, the show, the, the the concerts, whatever, you know, then you can apply different rates to a different deals. Right. But, you know, yeah, I can see giving up because a lot of people, you know, they pass by something. They won't even ask for your rates. Right. You know what I mean? They'll They'll just go by you, and you could be given better rates than the next guy down the road, and they're not even going to ask you, and they'll go to this guy, and he may have something on the website and go, oh, okay, well, what's that? It's basically that, lazy people. Right, and that was another thing, like, I was thinking, too, like, the competition. Like, I don't want the competition seeing what we're charging. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, yeah, well yeah, fuck that. I mean, who cares what the competition sees? You know what I mean? Like, let them do what they're doing. If they need to copy us, then whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't worry about that. Well, see, here's the thing, too. The competition could just as easily email you and talk to you about, hey, you know, I'm this type of company, and I want to do this and this and this. What's your rates? Great fucking If they thing. want to rates. So, I mean... You know, either way, if they want to check your rates, they're going to get your rates. You know? Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't much worry about that. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So the show, I mean, you guys, it was a really fun night, man. It really was. Um, it, it, it was funny, too, because... Rob, Rob, literally, he just he praised the whole night. Like right. he just, I mean, we're, from the time we got there, we were sitting at the bar. He got set up and all. Uh, they were getting everything set up, and he just he was sitting on one side of me, Jess is on the other, and he just kept sitting there the whole time. He's like, "Dude, this is this is good. This is really good. You should be proud of yourself. This is awesome. This is fucking awesome." He goes, "It's already." Is going to be awesome. He's so happy and excited. He did disappear for a minute, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Who, me? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Hmm. Now, when we, we had Margarita on, was she cutting out or was it me that it was cutting out? It was mostly her, but you were too. Really? Yeah, yeah. That sucks. But uh yeah, so um Danny would have been 
they played some of his uh, his old music from uh, from his previous bands. And they played some Kiss tunes, which were freaking awesome. And Rob got up there. Rob played like fifteen songs. Um, it's just good stuff. That's good time. awesome. Yeah. And then Mach Twenty Two, their singer couldn't make it, so uh, Damien actually sang, and and he sounded awesome. And then they did a version of One at Dead or Alive that if you closed your eyes, you would have thought it was fucking Bon Jovi. It was fucking off the hook. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which I, I, I wish I had video. I, I wish I, you know, set up cameras to video it because it was such a good night. Yeah, did you look into the stage yet? Because I know that you, early on you had talked about that. You know, I, I really wanted to do the whole stage thing. And then um, I talked to Rob about it early on. And he, he wasn't crazy. He, he thought it wouldn't be like a, a you know, a, I don't know. He just wasn't crazy about the idea. And then I talked right, to Damien right. about it from Mach 22. And he, and he brought up a good point where he said, it sounds like a great idea. He goes, and if it can be successful, I, I don't know. He said, but the the whole thing with the Facebook Live now probably takes away from it. Well, true. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see that. Yeah. I need more people there with me. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would have needed people there to to man the camera and and keep a watch on it and um, right. You know what I mean? Like it was. I was stressing. I was getting so stressed, dude. I was so. I I felt like that fourth grader who was about to take a math test who knew he was going to fail miserably. I was so <laughs> sick to my stomach. I picked Rob up. Uh, traffic was so bad. By the time I got home. I just I destroyed my bathroom. I just blew my bathroom up like horrendously. <laughs> we leave my house. We take Rob to go to dinner at Chickie and Pete's. I, before my I, like food even came out, like I was getting sick again. Like I wanted to throw up. So I I go to the bathroom. I blew up Chickie and Pete's bathroom. Um, and I was just sick all night. My nerves were just shot. Oh wow. And to do and to do the stage thing, like I had, a, I would have had to um, actually call them and get it all set up because if you just do it through the website, the maximum amount of time you can do is thirty minutes. If you're going to do longer than that, you have to. They could, they can do it, but you have to actually call them and get the whole thing set up through them. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Oh damn. That makes it complicated. Right, right. Which I, I actually, I, I was, it would have made me feel better calling him and talking to him because I wanted to find out too, like, what kind of camera is the best to use? Should I go get a GoPro? Should I just use my regular camera? Will that be good? You know what I mean? Right. Damn. But then as I was, I, and I ran this by Rob too because I got the idea when I was watching Rob. Um, 
at the, at the place we were at, um, watching him play, I'm sticking to myself like you know because I've had the idea um, of when like bands and stuff come to town, if they want it or or actors or whoever you know whoever we're friends with, they come into Philly for something. If they wanted to do like a sit down interview or uh, you know a couple songs on video, right, and record it. Like this would be the perfect place to do it. It's a you know it's a great little intimate thing. And all all I kept calling it, and I and I swear by it, is it's the rock and roll living room. It's like literally being in somebody's living room that's just very rock and roll decorated style. And I just pictured like I had it all worked out in my head, like the cameras on both ends and uh, the little stage and doing it on there like I just had everything worked out in my head and it, it's very convenient the location you know because when people come into town they're staying in center city somewhere where uh, CK's place is 40 minutes outside of the city so it's not convenient for people oh right right oh wow yeah, so again, the wheels are in motion. The wheels are always in motion, and they're making the bus go around. But, uh, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Did you guys see the flash yet? Excuse me. Yeah, man, I, I have some theories. And uh, it's going to be interesting, man. All I kept saying as we were watching it, like, I didn't read it. Realize they keep showing us the season finale <laughs> through the whole season. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Were you all caught up on that, Janetti? Nope. Damn. Not even close. Oh, really? Yeah, not even close. <laughs> They're all still on the DVR. Wow. I got X-Men Apocalypse on the DVR. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Supergirl. Actually, you know, the only thing I am caught up on, I've been watching the uh, the Outsiders on WGN. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that's been good. And I'm also, tonight, actually, it starts again, Ripper Street, uh, and it's final season uh, on oh, the really? BBC America. Yeah, Ripper Street's back for one more season. So, yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm checking that one out tonight. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I don't know if I'll have time. <laughs> i got to tell you guys, for the past hour, I've been bidding on classic Nintendo video games on eBay. I'm going to lose all m- m- the money that I made. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Hey, here's, here, Nick, here's a, here's a good one uh, to go by. And I know you keep... You gave that one, but 
there's a way to do it if you're looking for something in particular, like Nintendo games, old Nintendo games. Yeah. Put it in there and put in uh, on the side. It has you it lets you uh, categorize it. Put in lowest right. plus shipping first, and then yeah, all those things pop up, and you know you can get those fuckers cheaper. <laughs> right, right. You get the lowest possible price first. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. Like I'm looking at lots. You know what I mean? And the thing that sucks about lots is like. It's always, like, three or four good things and then, like, seven really shitty ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's always the way it is. <clears throat> that's usually the point, though, of getting rid of something. Because you want yeah. to get rid of whatever it is, so you put it together with, with this other crap and it goes. But now, I had, uh, I had, I was picking up, like, lots of uh, Masters of the Universe figures. Like, some oh, guys really? would have, like, 25 figures or 30 figures. You know, they put them on there. You pick them up for a bit. I I was able to, like, buying three or four lots, get a lot of figures that I didn't have, and then I resold the figure. <laughs> <laughs> I resold what I didn't need for the rest of it and honestly made more money off of eBay than I paid for lots individually. You know what I mean? So Now, see, that's awesome. Out pulling out what I needed and getting rid of the rest of it, and I made more money at selling them that way. So, yeah. Sometimes it works out like that. Sometimes I don't, I don't know if Bay's asking if we can hear him, but, Bay, you haven't said anything in about five minutes, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can't hear you now. So... Uh, <laughs> And actually, I've been, like, the whole time we were on the, this last interview, I was packaging and, and shipping some, some things that I've sold. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Right now, dude, I just really want Captain America. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.